With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we are on Facebook facebook.com slash bmms69 that's where you can hang out with us each and every day good morning sam good morning corby good morning gimpy good morning we got tickets to smoke and guns it's a charity fighting event between firefighters and police officers mma and boxing it's all to raise money for the special olympics of oklahoma which is the organization for the police officers and the Oklahoma Firefighters Burn Camp, which if you can't piece that together, then uh, <laughs> you need to rethink some things I'm, in I'm, life. <laughs> maybe open a book. 
Uh, it's all going down at the BOK Center on April 27th. BOKcenter.com. We got best and worst of the weekend. Our listeners are awesome. Female today, which is awesome, right? I feel like yeah. that doesn't have. See, I made an assumption. <laughs> Just based on the name. Just based off the name. I mean, if it said. That's you know, a pretty girly name. Yeah. It's I've not never used met a Sam. But Sam's used like you, Shannon, Shay, Sam. That's all. Shay's a pretty girly name. So, you know, it's unisexual, but that I name. understand the name's unis- unisexual. That name. Is. Yeah, I've never heard a boy named that. To be fair, I thought it said Marcy. Oh. Okay. And I've, I've met guys named Marcy. Really? <laughs> right. It's one of those you're like, hey, my friend Marcy is going to be here, and you're good, cool. Sweet. And then you're like, hey, this is Marcy. I'm like, really? Your mustache is a lot thicker than I imagine. Oh, all right. Uh, and then we've got a big announcement coming up at 8 30. Jeff Hensley, of course, is going to join us. If you need help with a divorce or have a question about divorce, Jeff can help you. Yesterday, we took our daughter to the park. Uh, kind of, you know, finally had a nice day, even though the wind was ridiculous. Take our daughter to the park, let her get some time outside. And we get to the park. And as we're walking down the path to get to the park, this guy pulls into a parking spot, parking spot gets out of his car, runs. To the park, to the park, right? Mm. I'm like, I mean, it's a good park. But he's excited. He's a grown man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a grown man getting on a merry-go-round. It's okay. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. So we do, 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 do our thing. The guy meets up with this other group of people outside of the perimeter of the park, right? Mm-hmm. And the playground part, I should say, of the park. Fence, you know, so you can tell there's a difference. Yeah. It's a secureless spot. Yeah. It? So people don't snatch your kids and run off. Because you know what stops kidnapping? Yeah, you know, a chain link fence. (laughs) Cast iron fence. (laughs) Right. Painted black. Mm. Anyway, so um, they're all, it's a bunch of people all congregated around each other. Like maybe 12, 15. Uh Younger too. There may have been like one or two look to be over the age of 35. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anything of it because guess what I know right now? People are weird. True. And so... I mean, think about it. We had a, a, a Virginia governor who said, I'm going to moonwalk out to this press conference. And his wife was like, I don't think that's a good idea. No, no, no. Look it up if you don't believe me. <laughs> anyway, good. I'm not kidding. Look it up if you don't believe me. Anyway, so people are weird. So we do our thing, and my wife's like, what do you think that's about? I'm like, I have no idea. Maybe they're doing something. I don't know. Like, You know, it's meet, meet here and we'll go. I mean, they're not going to do drugs because here's what I know about people that do drugs. Mm-hmm. Very few of those are dumb enough to do them in a park. Why? Because kids are around. Because the charge doubles. It's like speeding in a, it's like speeding in a uh, school, school zone. zone or a construction zone. We all watch our speed, don't we, when we're going mm-hmm. to. We're a little more tentative yeah. now because uh-huh. we don't want the double. I'm jeopardized my speed getting the fine, <laughs> but double? <laughs> no. I'm out. So I would think most people won't, especially in broad daylight, especially so close. To the park's entrance. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, I have no idea. But they're just sitting there like crazy. Just holding their phones and just swiping like crazy. I'm like, well, that's weird. Uh-huh. And my wife notices that part and te- tells me, they're swiping their phones like crazy. I was like, ah, who knows, right? Where's our kid? <laughs> then some, well, this is brilliant, some guy that was in that group and his daughter or walk, start walking around selling Girl Scout cookies, which uh, sell Girl Scout cookies at a park? Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's a good traffic area. Except, mm-hmm. Need snacks. Except snacks. you don't carry a lot of cash <laughs> on you in the park. 
They have a little square app. Do they have those? a square app, darling. <laughs> um, and so my wife asked the guy, what's that about? And I didn't know this was a thing. Still. Mm. It's a Pokemon Go group. Oh, yeah. No, I knew. I know it's the the app exists, mm-hmm. but when I see a grown man, yeah, speed up to a parking spot, <laughs> jump out, race up there, I would think it's a little more of a big deal than who's a bad guy. Okay. Hell, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you played it. I played it. So for did like you, right? the First week, and then after that, I was out. I was like, this Radimitat. is dumb. Okay, Charizard. Sure. <laughs> is because Ratamatat Charizard or whatever is, you know, in the area. Right. And they were there like 20 minutes just swiping like crazy. I, I thought, I didn't know that that was um, the, something that they still actively went after. Yeah, I thought that died out yeah. like shortly after I stopped. Me, me as well. Huh. More importantly, why is it a group when you do it by yourself? I, I don't know. I, I, maybe, maybe they updated it. Maybe it isn't a group thing. Maybe it is a group thing. Maybe they're fighting each other. Yeah. And then I had the I, the thought with my wife. Mm. Can you imagine you meet some guy? <laughs> you're you're dating him or something like that. Yeah. And you you're like, hey, you want to come over on Sunday? Man, <laughs> any other day? Because who's the back? Uh, Charizard. Charizard is going to be <laughs> at the park. <laughs> He's making his big debut. <laughs> Me and my crew need to be there. We got to hunt hunt his ass down. <laughs> Sorry, I just I can't make it. Would that no. be a deal breaker for you if you were single? And she was like, probably. <laughs> yeah, but I think at that point you're fishing in like the same pond as everybody else. Like who you're meeting up with are probably the people that you want okay. to date. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Fellow Pokemon goers, go goers, goers, whatever. <laughs> they all meet up, have a little uh, battle at the gym. I think that's what they call it now. Um, and then go home. And- it's called the gym, but yeah. they're not at the no, gym. No, see, the thing is, like, I guess on the app, at least when I was playing, maybe they changed it. You know, you go to like, you go to different parts around town, and you collect these little dudes, right? These little different Pokemon. parks, right? Right, different oh. areas. It doesn't okay. matter if it's a park, okay. if it's a restaurant. It could be in somebody's backyard. I don't know how they get there. They are just you pop a, up. a closet Pokemon no, no, goer? Because no, you just... know the keywords, you know the yeah. different areas. I, I want to defend him here. <laughs> He's a gamer. So when he plays a game, he remembers the aspect of the game. Yeah, you can get into okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's, it's his I'll bread buy that. and butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I played it for, like I said, a week, maybe two weeks after that, after it first came out, because everybody was in on it. I'm like, well, let's see what this is about. And I did it for a little bit. But yeah, uh, it's just wherever. And, and the place where you got to go, the, the big battles, I believe, is what it is. Is That's what what's called the gym. The gym. You're not really going and pumping iron or anything. You're just going and, and fighting cartoon characters. Reading text is called a Pokemon Go raid. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. (laughs) Stupid. And I'm listen. I'm I'm not knocking it. Whatever. I don't care. My concern is the man speeding up to the parking spot and racing up to the group. (laughs) Is that really the gauge of your week? I guess you've got (laughs) a. What's the best and worst of your weekend? Right. (laughs) Almost didn't make it to my Pokemon Go raid. (laughs) (laughs) But to each his own, right? Uh That's your thing. I don't care. I'm not knocking that. It just seemed odd. Mm -hmm. Finally, a beautiful day outside to go do some (laughs) things, and you're like, "Thank God I can go have be a part of that Pokemon Go raid." At least they weren't doing drugs in the park, yeah. right? It could have been worse. Pokemon I mean, this is a mental men. drug, but sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they could have been there, you know, shooting heroin underneath the tree, enjoying the nice sunny day, whatever. Yeah. And the part, again, the group part is what's weird, a Pokemon mm-hmm. Go group, because yeah. they're all on their phones face down. Sweat. Ain't nobody conversing. No. 
Not until the battle's over, I imagine. No. When it when they just disperse like cockroaches. <laughs> they come in, they eat this little bit of food and yeah. <laughs> scatter. It was off. bizarre. <laughs> it was bizarre. Wow. It wasn't, you know, sharing like, hey, you do the thing. Hmm. Hey, wield the the magic dust, you crazy warlock. I got your magic dust right here. Yeah, whatever the, I don't know what the terminology is. Wow. Uh, I wonder if there's fights afterwards. Like, you know, you get these raids together and, like, somebody ended up losing or whatever. If there's, like, a, a oh, major, somebody, like, real life fight, fight. You're implying one. Well, you know. <laughs> think, think about 12 or 15 lose. <laughs> yeah, but do they, like, battle it out afterwards? Hey, you took, come on, man, that's not fair. Because you know how people's feelings get hurt when they lose at a game. Yeah, I mean, do your feelings get hurt? And I see, I don't know the parameters of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. If we're all three of us at a, at a raid. Yeah. Shooting Charizard or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't even whatever attacking Charizard. <laughs> can I? Can you see me standing there in the game? Well, I don't think well, so. Well, you played Pokemon well, yeah, Go. But I didn't play with groups though. I was just all by myself. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't right? know what is more sad, actually. <laughs> right? No, I I get it, man. I, I tried. Oh my God. I tried to get groups of people, but they're but like, no, nah, man. I'm busy. Hey, you make your own bed. You sleep in it, you gotta dude. Wash my hair. Yeah, you, you you sit there. You you make your own bed. You you live with your decisions, man. Oh, <laughs> Play your Pokemon Go just with swiping the tears away. The squeegee. My phone's wet. While you're hitting shark, getting Charizard at, at the gymnasium or whatever the hell. Right. Right. The 24-hour gym or whatever the hell. God, Gimpy, by the way, your uh-huh. face legit looked super sad. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> that music. And like it cut you. And and not exactly. I don't know if the lady is exactly. <laughs> it may be humid outside. Condensation right. may be forming on the concrete. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's the that. only place <laughs> yeah. that's happening when Gimpy makes a statement about how he's all by himself. Stop playing Pokemon Go. Dried up like the swipe sand. left, ladies. <laughs> <Yep>. Swipe left. <laughs> nope. Put that in your description. Yeah. No. Anyway, so it was just very bizarre event. I didn't know it was still a thing. But uh, to be fair, I'd, it wasn't a thing for me when it was a thing. Yeah. I, when it first came out, there was like all kinds of face group, uh, Facebook groups that pop up, you know, and I see that in my feed every now and again. Hey, who's going to get out and try to go catch her? I haven't heard anything or seen anything in. God, it seems at least a year. And are those groups private? So, oh. like, does someone go, hey, I want to join the group on Facebook? Mm-hmm. you got to go through. And they're like, I don't think so. <laughs> you look shady. Mm-mm. Right. You haven't shown enough love for the Pokemon. It's <laughs> a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah. it was very, It's very weird. I didn't know. Had no idea that people st- were still into that. Yeah. You played you play it, though, right, Sam? Um, I... Me and Jeff went and walked around our neighborhood like twice. Wow. And, okay. Um, and then when the power went out, we went to um, Los Cabos and Jinx, <laughs> and then we caught some on like caught some. We took pictures next to one on a the you know little river walk thing, but I just was like, oh. Pink ones. You and your yeah. boyfriend <laughs> live a titillating life. <laughs> right. That sounds exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, get a picture of me next to Charizard or whatever. No, ratatata. Sure. <laughs> right, potato patata. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I had no idea the game was that way. Mm. That you have to take your picture next to it, too. 
Well, you don't have no, to take a picture just, next yeah, to it. No. It was just cool. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> at the time, it was cool. <laughs> Too late. Touche. You already said it. <laughs> Touche. I don't know if it was cool. <laughs> Trendy, yes. Yeah. Cool? Yeah. Touche. It's like uh, frosted tips on guys. Puka shell cool. necklaces. Puka shell necklaces. <laughs> ah. for, for a short stint, cool. Do you? You used to have one. No, 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 Puka no. Puka shell never no. did. Well, I mean, I had one, but mm-hmm. I could never wear it because it always pulled the little hairs on the back of my neck and it drove me crazy. So, yeah. my mom got me one when she went to uh, Hawaii. One of the million times that they they went, they brought me one back, and I never wore it. I put it in a box and just just let it sit there. Puka shells were never my thing. Right, because you're you know you're not going to take off your giant a little ball chain no necklace way, that man. you bought at Hot Topic. No way, man. That uh, that Joker with the uh, with the ring on it. Yes. Yeah. No way. <laughs> Spiked dog collar. Right. Puka shell. Puka shell and black trench coats just clutch. Right. <laughs> like, How you can, can you tell. be taken seriously though? You might shoot up the school if you're wearing a puka shell yeah. necklace. Your frosted tips and your puka shell. You ain't gonna murder nobody, you puss. <laughs> <laughs> Two different messages. Right. Teacher, teacher, we're concerned. This, this guy's got the black trench coat. The guy with the puka shell, yeah, right, <laughs> bro? Let's see. He's just having a tough time trying to fit in, trying to figure out where he belongs. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Puka shell necklaces. No, thank you. Uh, all right, listen. We want uh, you to be ready for best and worst of the weekend. That's coming up. We got tickets to Smoking Guns. Chance to win those tickets for that MMA boxing event to all to raise money for the Special Olympics of Oklahoma and the Oklahoma Firefighters Burn Camp. And those tickets are actually on sale now. And then uh, our listeners are awesome. We've got the announcement for Hop Jam we want to talk about, and Jeff Hensley's going to join us. News quickies when we return. Tulsa's morning show continues next. The Big Man Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Someone sent a text that said, I'm 41 and I'm not the oldest guy by a long shot in the groups. Wow. Again, I ain't hating. If that's your thing, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to go to a public park or a public place, and there's a huge gathering of people. It seems suspicious. Somebody even sent a text in that said they went on a ride-along, and one of the calls they went on was about a Pokemon group. Huh. Because they're looking suspicious. Well, it's a bunch of people like, like if you've ever played a video game with zombies and how they kind of just sit in one spot until you (laughs) step into the scene, Uh and then they activate, that's what it kind of feels like. (laughs) Activate. Well, it's yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, let's do news quickies. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. 12-year-old boy has surgery to remove 39 magnetic balls from his dong. <laughs> so this happened in China, and um, he was taken to Wuhan Children's Hospital, and he told doctors that he swallowed some foreign objects. Well, a urologist at the hospital was shocked and found 39 magnetic balls, also known as buckyballs, <laughs> and um, they were stuck along the inside of his urinary tract. The boy then told the truth and revealed to doctors that he had um, used these buckyballs and because he was curious. Medical staff were able to retract the balls using a minimally invasive surgery, and he is now recovering in the hospital. So he he just shoved those things yep. 
not down his throat. Yep. (laughs) Really? Yep. What are those candies you get on Halloween that are... Sixlets. Yeah, like sixlets. Yep. Magnetic (laughs) 39 sixlets. I've never been... I've never known about these Bucky ball things. I didn't know those were a thing. I've never heard of them either. Um, I've I've never played with those either. Uh, and it's not, these aren't like Benoit balls, if you know what those are. No, they're like little small they're ones. They're really, really small. Yeah. Okay, so this is like, a, it's one of those science projects where it like connects or something like that, but it uses magnets to build things. Like it shows yeah. here squares and just little balls made of squares, spheres and stuff like that. Might be, a, you know, on uh, something on somebody's desk. Yeah. Yeah. It just, a stress reliever. Seems like so many of them to not stop at thirty-eight to be like, ah, <laughs> I could get one, one more. I mean, twelve-year-olds get distracted pretty easily, so thirty-eight's impressive. <laughs> Forget then, the act of, just the focus for thirty-eight is pretty impressive, right? I had to put the video game down long enough to <laughs> shove thirty-eight of those in there. You hit number forty, and you're like, and that's my cat. <laughs> nope. I'm just trying to figure out, like, do you roll them in Vaseline? Like, I don't understand. I think once you get the first one in, the rest just kind of fall in place. <laughs> well, magnet, they just kind of attract right, exactly. <laughs> People are crazy. Yeah. People, yeah. Thank you for not making me that crazy. <laughs> right. I'm okay with being crazy, but I don't want to be shoving magnetic balls in my junk crazy. Right? Like, could you imagine being 12 years old and having to tell no, your parents no, that no, you did no, that? No, 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 I can't. <laughs> Don't have to. No. No. I was 12. Hey, didn't do that. Mm. Hey, Dad. Dad. <laughs> Dad. Well, I guess you're going to have to figure this one out on your own, son. You got yourself into this position. You can get yourself out. What happened to the good old days when kids shoved marbles in their nose? <laughs> well, it's just changed a little yeah. bit, is it? It's, gone, it's just gone south. <laughs> that whole thing has just gone south. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you ain't lived marbles in the nose. <laughs> when I was a kid. A <laughs> right. uh, uh, man tries to break down a stranger's door to escape from zombies and snakes that are chasing him. And this happened in Pennsylvania just late last month, as a matter of fact. This 28-year-old guy named Mitchell just freaking out, running down the street, and jumps up onto this random stranger's porch. Starts pounding on the doors, let me in, let me in, let me in, and eventually kicks the window out. He starts to climb through the window, freaking out because he's, you know, telling the uh, the homeowners as they're sitting there with a claw hammer and a fry pan ready to attack. He's like, hey, I got zombies and snakes chasing after me. So they're not letting him in. He hears the sirens from the police that are on the way. Boogies around to the back door, tries to get in the back door. Couldn't get in because they're still protecting their home with the claw hammer and frying pan. Anyway, so he ends up going around out front, lays down in the streets. The police take him into custody. They decided that he's jacked up on something, but they didn't say exactly what in the story he was. My guess is he's probably high on shrooms or LSD or something to be hallucinating quite like that. Maybe he's been up for a couple of days. He's on a good meth bender. Who knows? It doesn't say, but they did take him in for um, felony criminal trespassing and a couple of other smaller charges. Lucky he's lucky he didn't get shot. For real. For he's real. lucky he didn't get shot. Because that head. somebody starts doing that and doesn't give up and goes to my back door. <laughs> Hello. I even laughed when he said it. Like I knew that was a thing. And I still like <laughs> You're gonna shoot him, huh? You shoot him right in the face? 
Just blast. I'm going to spread my legs in yeah. the perfect prone position. That's what you got to do. Yes. And I'm just going to de- unload on them. <laughs> I, I feel bad for the person. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> just going to get away from that as far as I can. Man's legs turning to stone after a bug bite. This man was bit by a mosquito five years ago. And since then, it's his legs have swollen and mm-hmm. gotten large. So large, in fact, they weigh 100 pounds, and the skin is starting to become like an elephant skin and growing very um, solid and scaly. And he can't work. He can't do anything. And apparently, this is a form of elephantitis, which the World Health Organization says 120 million people worldwide are affected like by this. I knew one guy in my life. I've known one guy who had elephantitis. And it was on his testy, and he was so proud of this thing. He had to show it to everybody. Did it? Was it scaly like this? It wasn't scaly like this, but it was like a potato. It was the size of a an Idaho russet. This thing was huge, and then the other one's just normal size. So it was it was the most bizarre thing I've seen. This poor guy. I always guy. love when you have a story about some man's genitalia. <laughs> right, because it's normal. Got a few. <laughs> no, just, I didn't expect. <laughs> but so, if you were to get a bug bite on one of your legs, like how would it then? It doesn't have to go in your leg. Oh, just somewhere. Get, yeah, okay. it gets okay. in your bloodstream. Yeah, that sucks, man. And yes. Off, I guess, doesn't protect the guy from this. Um, I don't know. Mm. I don't. I mean, I don't. Mosquitoes are horrible anyway. Yeah. But think about when you get bit by a mosquito, you just go, ah, mosquitoes. That's it. You itch it for a little while, maybe try to get your fingernail, put the X in there so it won't itch as bad. You don't think it could be a contagion. Right. Poor guy. His one little, you could see his his, um, his big toe just poking up on top or underneath the elephantitis. Yeah. I've got a full range of pictures on the link that is on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. We're going to take a break. Pop will join us when he comes back or when we come back. You know we're going to talk Super Bowl. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. More of the Big Mad Morning Show is next. What's that? Sounds stupid. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. And also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Join us on the line from 1430. The buzz is Pop. Hello, Pop. How are you, sir? I'm good this morning. How are you guys on this post-football putting Lord Football to rest Monday? <laughs> uh, I'm good. I, I thought the Super Bowl was a little bit of a snooze fest um, from the aspect of perf- it was just a defensive shootout, right? But from what you got to witness, the you know the tremendous dynasty of all time, do I thought was pretty awesome to see that happen. It is something to say that the most exciting thing that happened at the Super Bowl was the post interview or trying to get a post interview uh, with Tom Brady. Right, that was far more dramatic than uh, anything that happened during the game. Poor Tracy Wolfson, who's oh. all of maybe five foot two herself. Uh, to have all those security guards around her, yeah, that was uh, 
I'd, sometimes I question CBS. They had two sideline reporters, and I'm not saying that the female can't do it, but wouldn't you want someone that has a, like some girth there to be able to fight because you know the scrum's going to be so big around yeah. Tom Brady at that time? But props to her for sticking in there and finally getting it. Here's a question, and because you you follow soccer, especially a lot of British uh, soccer, you know, British soccer, worldwide soccer, maybe I should say, but they do a better job of controlling that scrum after events. And why, on a big game like this, they're prepared for so many things, do they let that happen? It felt like a giant, for lack of a better term, fumble in term of, terms of organization. I've never really understood why they have allowed that much access to the field in a moment like that. I get it. It's the biggest event ever. Uh, for like a, in a in a one off, you know, in a one game type situation that we'll have in TV, but I I just I don't get it. I'm surprised that more people haven't gotten hurt. It's a madhouse. The biggest one I've ever been a part of is when we were in Miami for Oklahoma and Florida for the national championship game when Tebow beat the Sooners. That was. That was just so bizarre and so strange because the same thing happened. People were just swarming Tim Tebow, and you get you get caught up in it, and you're like, I can't move. I can't get free. And people are hitting you in the head with cameras, telling you to move, get the F out of the way, screaming at each other because they're all there for that one little shot, that one little piece of video. It's really strange. I'm surprised someone hasn't gotten hurt. Yeah, it just it was a bizarre event. And then the other thing I'm totally shocked by, is a guy who was suspended for the first half of the season <laughs> for taking um, an enhancement drug, which I, I don't have a problem with, won the MVP. And so, huh? for, yeah, because he, he was suspended the first half of the season for which an undisclosed... Um, first four games. First four games for um, uh, some sort of growth hormone or something he took that enhanced his ability to play, which I don't have a problem with. It makes the game, I think, the game more exciting. But if this were any other sport, people would be pissed off or he'd be Barry Bonds asterisk. And, but for some reason, he gets the MVP and people are cheering for it. Now, don't get me wrong. He had an amazing game. But the fact that he got the MVP is insane to me. Served his penalty under the rules. I know, but I it mean, sends the get... wrong message from, from the standpoint of the NFL to go, we're not for this. But then they rewarded him. Well, I mean, ah. if, if he he deserved it, he played his ass off on that game. Yeah. So I mean, I, mean, I, I get what gro- you're saying. Using some sort of enhancement. You don't know that. He was. He got, I do know that. He's he one bridge, man. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. It takes. He got popped. He got popped, and he was trying to come back from an injury. And a lot of those guys take take things so they can get better. Um, and and it's and it's a because he's an older receiver, right? He probably took something to try to help with the recovery process sure. to get him back on the field earlier. Because I believe it was also a contract year for him, so he could come back and try to get paid that one last time. So, yeah, look, he served his penalty. He's not the first guy, and he won't be the last guy that gets popped for four games in the NFL. I don't really have a problem with him winning the MVP at all. I don't know if it necessarily sends a a negative message. Um, the NFL has enough other problems that send <laughs> negative messages <laughs> to, to, with everything else that goes sure. on other than Edelman. Sure, but I think the thing for me, and I don't have a problem with it, either, I don't care, but you can't say you're for it and then some got, something like that happens. Like in baseball, when you do that and you get suspended for the first part of the season or some certain amount of games, you also get postseason suspension that you don't get to be rewarded to play in the postseason. Right, but and they also are playing – like what quadruple the number of games that the NFL is I understand but I think that it's it's a the things they're so definitive on don't affect gameplay and the things that do affect gameplay 
they're not they're kind of passive about. They're not real hard and fast on. But if he's been clean since that point, and trust me, once you've once you've been suspended, they're going to start going through the multiple testing cycles on you. And if he's been clean the rest of the way through, then I mean, how long do you want to continue to punish the guy? I mean, four games in the NFL is big enough as it is, and that's a significant amount of his salary on those four games. Um, and if and he got if he got popped one more time, then it goes to a full season, and then after that, I think it's a ban. So. Uh, or it's two years and then a ban. But, I mean, he's probably been tested more since he's come back than he has maybe the entire time that he's been in the NFL. I just – I just, it seems like a not – it seems passive, and I think it sends the wrong message because he's the MVP, but he also is the same year he didn't play the first four games because he tested positive for drugs. Are you worried about the kids, Corbin? Is this about the kids? No, it's not about the, the message kids. That this... <laughs> it's not about the kids. And you and I have talked about this off air before. It's a confuse. It's just the NFL being confusing. It's not. They're, they're more strenuous on people that sell NFL tickets and Super Bowl tickets than they are people that use drugs in, in the NFL. Uh, they were more strenuous on the barstool guy this weekend than yes. anything else. <laughs> yes. It's they they found his ass in the stadium and carried him out of the game, which was hilarious. <laughs> Why? Uh, because he's he's the NFL public enemy number one. He created those Roger Goodell clown T-shirts from a few years ago and has been banned from Super Bowl events and then went to media day, got kicked out, and then was posting video of him in his seats at the Super Bowl. Keep in mind, it's all self-promotion. That's what Barstool's amazing at because they turned into a giant story during the Super Bowl themselves besides the game. And the video of Dave Portnoy or El Prez from Barstool getting kicked out is maybe one of the funniest things I've seen. And then the video he shot after he got out of jail was like a wrestling promo. And that'll sell him more T-shirts and get him more pub. They're, they're brilliant at marketing. Yeah, they, they for sure. They absolutely are. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was amazing about last night was the, uh, the real loss which wasn't the Rams, it was the sports books because the over and under was like 56 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they yeah. just they didn't nail anything, did they? Uh, no, and then there was controversy even on the over for the national anthem with Gladys Knight. So because she said, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious, there was a sports book that I think that had to end up paying both the over and under because of the confusion that she had. Bovada had to adjust her time to 149. Uh, because evidently she said brave twice, which opens up the actual ending of the anthem to debate. So did it end after the first brave, or did it end after the second one? So awesome. they had this big back and forth last night about whether or not they were going to pay out on the over for that. Right. Uh, I'm telling you. not anything you can bet on when it comes to the Super Bowl? No. Get out of here, man. Gimpy, you can, like, double up. You can, you can double up. Um, some of those. Some of the most popular ones now have become – all right, so uh, the Thunder played. You could have made a bet on, like, passing yards for Tom Brady in a combo with the number of points that Russell Westbrook scored. <laughs> like, it's really weird, like, how you can do all these weird prop bets now. But, yeah. It's all about how can I get you to put money down. Mm. Exactly. That's all it is. More than yeah. just who's going to win or lose. Right. Now it's just yeah. getting crazy. It it's 2019, does. and we're arguing <laughs> over whether Gladys Knight hit the national anthem over on the Super Bowl <laughs> hey, anthem? Hey, that just shows how exciting the, the game was last night. Here's the big question, Pop. Who's retiring? Is is Gronk done? Is is uh, Brady done? Is is the coach done? Brady's not done. Uh, he made that pretty evident last night after the game. Um, Gronk said he's going to take a few days to figure out where he's at, 
which most people would tell him, Gronk, no, you're in Boston, man. You're in Boston. That's where you're at. So I, I don't I don't know. I think Gronk is probably so banged up that he might decide to step aside for a few years before entering the WWE, and I'm serious about that. He said that he has always wanted to wrestle. Um, the problem is, is that if Gronk is banged up now, all those travel dates with WWE is not going to make it any easier. And Bill Belichick, I think, is going to continue to coach. So we could be talking about these guys back here again next year, Corbin, going yeah. for ring ring number seven. Yeah. They are not the favorite, by the way. Your Chiefs are the favorite. That was released right after the game was played. Ugh. The Chiefs are 6-1 to one favorites next year to win the Super Bowl, followed by the Rams, then the Patriots one more time. So um, your, uh, your Chiefs could be in line next year, buddy. Stop it. By the but way, you feel like what? that jinxes it? It just it, – it's stupid because there's no way to know what's going to happen next year in terms of injuries or anything else. Okay. Why are all your players from the Chiefs and some of your fans so so bitter yesterday on, on Twitter, like talking trash about the Patriots? I'm like, you guys had your chance at home and you blew it. I agree 100% with you because I don't – consider those true fans they're just being stupid it's the to me i think it's tony gonzalez triggered it when he said atlanta made his made his career uh tony gonzalez played for the chiefs and when he did the chiefs sucked and and when he went to uh atlanta he went to many playoff games like was far more successful there why would he not say that and so that just fired everybody up i thought new orleans fans were far more rude yeah, both of them were were just embarrassing. Oh, more than two fans. Okay, I was like, only two fans? <laughs> <laughs> no, both fan bases, yes. Yeah. Uh, and one final note, the Raiders are going to play at the San Francisco Giants Stadium next year. That leaked out after the Super Bowl last night because they have nowhere to play. Oakland uh, doesn't want them, and they're a year early on Las Vegas. It's Balls to the Wall Sports, Jeremy Poplin, all hail Bill Belichick on KMOD. <laughs> Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Got an announcement coming up at 830. We've got Jeff Hensley joining us for uh, your help. Yes, if you need help with a divorce or you have a question about divorce or child support, or any of the other things that go along with any type of family situation that's taking you to court, Jeff can answer them, or you might need to go to court over. Jeff can answer them. If you want to get your question in now, email it, show at kmod.com, and you can email it over. We'll ask him, and maybe you're like, hey, I got to go to work. You can pick up the podcast and listen to his answer uh, from your email there. So show at kmod.com. Time for best and worst of the weekend. What's the best thing that happened this weekend and the worst thing that happened this weekend? Sam, what's the best and what's the worst? Well, the worst is um, I was very sick and lonely all weekend. My boyfriend is on a snowboarding trip with his buddies, a bunch of a bunch of guys. So, and then I was super sick, so I couldn't have anybody come over this weekend and keep me company. So I was literally just a, a sad, lonely little mess at my house while my boyfriend was emailing me or texting me all these pictures of all the cool stuff he was doing. Will you talk about how sick you were? You missed a couple days uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And Went then, to the doctor. They gave you medicine. Mm-hmm. And then I needed to... So I wasn't getting better. It was still hurting really bad to swallow, and I was still having really bad fever. So I had to go get more 
antibiotics, a heavier strain of antibiotics. And so I still wasn't feeling better. And on Friday, I was so, so miserable. Like, I, my throat was so tired of being sore that, like, I, this, it felt like my my throat and my tongue was bruised. Like it, wow. it was the weirdest feeling. Like any time I tried to swallow something or even like just move my tongue around in my mouth, like it felt like it was deeply bruised. It was really, really weird. So um, I, on Saturday had to, they put me on two different stronger strains of something. And then I also got a shot that I think was steroids. And so I still don't feel hundred percent, but I definitely feel a lot better than I was. But my mom's birthday was last week. And so we were going to surprise her and do this like slumber party thing for her. And, um, but I was too sick. I couldn't get her sick. And then my sister has to do a bunch of traveling for work. So no one wanted to be around me. So I was just, I was like sad because I missed my boyfriend. But then on top of that, I didn't have no buddies to keep me <laughs> to keep me less lonely. Your buddies were Lemony Snicket and right. yeah. and uh, the Incredibles. And... Oh my God, I watched the Incredibles two twice this weekend. Appropriate. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. So yeah, that was the worst. And then the best part, the sweetest thing, Jeff. Um. When I talked to him on. Saturday, he was like, oh, I think I left something in my trunk. Would you mind going? And there's a box in my trunk that I don't want to leave in there. Would you mind grabbing it for me? And I was How like. How annoyed were you with that? <laughs> to be honest. A little bit. Uh, you were more annoyed than that. A little bit. Physical labor mm-hmm. and having to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> that, okay. I know you well enough to know that those yeah, two yeah. things are not high on your list. Well, so um, I opened up the trunk and. Jeff had gone into storage and fished out my boot camp letters so that, you know, those boot camp letters I was freaking out about over last weekend and right. throwing a hissy fit over. He went and dug them out of the very back of storage so that I could feel better and, Aww. like, have, you know, like, one less stress because I was worried that I lost them and I'd been freaking out about them. He dug them up for me, which was so sweet, sweet. Because, you know, like, he had to get all of his snowboarding stuff out of storage and not not my – I wouldn't think that, that would, my boot camp letters would be the priority over that stuff. Right. So. Or they were in the way of his snowboarding stuff and he just went ahead and grabbed them anyway. No, the his snowboarding stuff was more middle – storage unit i want to give him due credit because it's very nice it meant a it lot very, to me it is very yeah. nice best and worst of the weekend 918-460-KMOD or text it bmms and what that is to 82945 gimpy best and worst uh best part of the weekend friday i uh, went and saw the cadillac three with my buddy phil down at the Gaines ballroom that was pretty cool never seen those guys before they put on a hell of a show um, I guess the worst part of the weekend. I knew, by the way, when the email went out for free tickets, I knew, and they got the email back so quickly that they were gone. Yeah. I knew you got them. Well, yeah, I'm going to jump on that. Hell yeah. Uh, they're pretty good. They're a pretty solid group. If you never got the chance to see them, you should. Uh, so worst of the weekend, you know, it was a solid weekend. Um, pretty, pretty nice weather-wise. Good to get out and ride, right? Uh, I go back. I'm, I'm ready to go do this. Hey, let's go. Let's go have some fun. Let's go ride around and enjoy. And as I'm getting my stuff together, I look at my back tire, and then there's threads showing on my back tire. Ooh. Threads, i.e. There's a bald spot on my tire. Yes. It's been worn down, so now I, I can't ride until I replace that tire. I mean, oh, my I could, God. I could if I wanted to take a chance of laying it down and having a blowout, but I'd rather not. 
kind of like what I'm doing right now with myself. So, bro, uh, your yeah. vehicle situation has like yeah. relentless. Tell me about it. But I mean, that's that's typical. I mean, tires they wear down. That's tires, what happens when you right, ride man. a tires lot. Tires lose their tread, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's all those burnouts you do on your bike, <laughs> right? Right. Because I'm crazy about the burnouts on my bike. <laughs> no. I've seen too many of those videos. That does never end well. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Best and worst of the weekend, 918-460-KMOD, or text BMMS and what the best and worst of your weekend was to 82945. Best of the weekend for me was my wife's birthday, and we went out and had like a little date night where Ooh. we both got super dressed up, and she picked all of her favorite places to eat. Mm. Like, for example, if she likes the lava cake from Fleming's or so, you know things like that. And then all we did was go to those places and have that one thing and then leave. It's like bar hopping, but restaurants. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that Food was, hopping. yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Nice. And I got to look at my wife all sexed up. So it was fantastic. Nice. Uh, the worst part of the weekend is my grandma died. You're kidding. Yeah. The one that uh, disowned you? Yeah. Are you going to go? Oh, no. Why not? Because if I went, it would be about me. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? No, no it's pe- not. No, no, no. Like, people be like, why are you heat? Like, it become a thing. Oh, okay. Other people would yeah, make yeah. it about you. Yeah, let, let everybody grieve the way they need to grieve. Oh, man. That's oh your grandma, God, though. You man. should go. You screw those people, yeah. man. What's screw those are you, I, Well, because uh, you just put it out there. <laughs> like, that just took me that just took me back for a sec, I guess. Um, are you sad? Am I sad you have to fail here? <laughs> I'm sad for... My aunt, who found her, mm-hmm. I'm sad for everyone else, and my mom. I was going to say, is it your mom's mom? Yeah. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, they're, they're heartbroken, and yeah. I understand that. I grieved my relationship with my grandma a long time ago. When you say you don't want anything to do with me, mm-hmm. it makes it an easy decision for me on how to handle things in the future. Yeah, I think you should still go and be there for your mom, I'm, though. My mom's not going either. Really? Yeah. That's her ma. We both got... Told to really, F off. both of you guys got yeah. shunned out. See, I didn't know that. I thought it was just you. Yeah. But uh, well, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. That uh, that relationship it ended like that. You know, I agree. and now and now Mama's gone, and and there there can never be any mending at all whatsoever. I agree. God damn it, man. I agree. Mm. It sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well. All right. Best and worst <laughs> of the weekend. Nine one eight four six zero KMOD. The best thing that happened and the worst thing. Uh, let's go to Big Todd. Hey, Big Todd. How are you? What's up, guys? Hey, man. What's the best and what's the worst of the weekend? Okay, this is for real. My best and worst because I'm a loser. So I got on YouTube last night and watched some of the show's old segments. And I came across this one where y'all did y'all's prized possessions. <laughs> and the worst part is I didn't get the whole story of it because there's a video of you cussing Tara out. And I just wanted, I just needed more to know Who? why you were so Who? upset. Who? Tara? Talk to Tara. So, so we're doing. Tara? I don't know who that is. So here's the deal. Oh, this is best and worst. Okay. So here's the deal. It's best and worst. Tell me the best thing that happened to you and the worst thing that happened to you. If what you are talking about, you can call back tomorrow at nine when we do uh, to tell the truth, where you can ask any question you want. So welcome to the show. Best and worst okay. of the weekend. I hate myself. I'm hanging up. What's your best and what's the worst of the weekend? Fish you out, man. <laughs> Best thing and worst thing that happened. 918-460-KMOD. Best, we celebrated my fiance's birthday Friday and went out drinking. Worst, after we left the bar, she fell down while puking and busted her head. Oh, oh God. Oh, damn. Damn. Happy birthday. Oh. 
You get stitches. <laughs> you get stitches. <laughs> hey, it's a birthday she'll never forget. For real. Right? She'll. God hopes she doesn't have a scar because it'll be a birthday for the ages. Right, because now everyone's like, oh, my God, how did you get that? Oh, being a wasted dumbass every, <laughs> celebrating. Every birthday, mm-hmm. every birthday, no matter what, that will be said to her, even if she's trying to forget. Right. Hey, hey, watch your step. Don't fall this time. Right. Remember that birthday you got trashed and puking and curbed yourself? <laughs> Best and worst of the weekend, 918-460-KMOD. Or you can text BMMS and then what it is to 82945. Mandy's on the phone. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. What's the best and what's the worst of the weekend? So the best uh, was I got a lot of cleaning done. Woohoo! And the worst, um, I have two. I had to tell my youngest son that his father passed away, and so I was freaking out uh, on how to tell him and thinking he would be really emotional about it. And he wasn't. He was just like, meh, okay. And so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. That's horrible. So this is your your ex, or not your ex-husband, but baby daddy. Yes. And how old was he? Um, my ex is 31. So he died at 31? Yeah. How? That's tragic. Uh, apparently a heart attack. They're oh. still doing toxicology, but I, I don't know. I still haven't gotten all that back. But You, you don't sound like you I, believe that. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm just waiting on the the actual report once it's said and done. What do you think happened? I honestly don't know. Did I'm, he, I'm, I'm no, Did he have a history ahead. of drug use or anything like that? Not really. Oh, that's tragic. Thirty one. And what? Yeah. Why was your son so meh? Uh, he hasn't seen him since he was three. Oh. Uh, okay, that makes that, that, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. How are you with that? So, um, I was freaking out because I just lost my dad like two years ago. So I thought it would be like I was mourning for him. So I was freaking out. I called the counselors, the therapists over me and um, my husband took days off of work um, because we thought he was going to have like this big breakdown. And he was just like, uh, can I go jump on the trampoline now? And we were like, OK. Yeah. I mean, to him, it's just another day. It's not like he's not going to st- see him anymore. Right. Wow. That's horrible. That's horrible. I'm sorry that happened. That's tragic. Even though your relationship with him was long gone, it's still got to be difficult. Um, It was difficult up until I told him, and now I know how my son reacted, so it's not difficult now because I was really worried about my son and how he was going to feel because he, um, he has issues of his own. He has PSTD and some anxiety disorders, and so we thought it was going to like be, affect him a lot more than it did. Wow. So what's the best part then? Um, if well, you I say got he's dead. Bug. <laughs> <laughs> I got the stomach bug. And um, so like because I work with children and I got the stomach bug and I pooped my pants so many times this weekend. <laughs> That's the best. It was hilarious. <laughs> you just became my favorite caller. You just became my favorite caller, Mandy. Thank that you for being ruin. so honest. That would ruin my weekend. I can't believe that was your best. It was. I was like, all of my pajama pants. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Mandy, you have a great rest of the week. 
I will. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye. See you later. She's bad not bad, my kind of girl. Bad, bad. <laughs> Anthony is on. Hi, Anthony. How are you? Hey, how's it going, Corbin? Good. What's the best and what's the worst of the weekend? Uh, best of this weekend, I got my medical card, got some Medicaid finally on some uh, legal medication. And the worst of the weekend was we went to go and visit some family that my kids have been trying to go visit. And he apparently is a cokehead who didn't have his medication and was just being a jerk the whole time. So my kids, we had to leave early and everything. They were pretty upset. Wow. Yeah, that, that sounds horrible. Right on, man. Well, I hope you have a great week. You too, bud. Thanks. All right, buddy. See you later. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, Best was my ex and I was friendly lately. I helped her and her boyfriend with food, and they helped me with a ride. But boyfriend said I only came around when he wasn't there, which I only came around when invited by her. So I finished that off. Worst thing is I believe I got food poisoning. Uh, They did it on purpose. Right. Right. Best, we celebrate. Well, that was the one where someone said the guy, the girl that hit her head. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Well, she hit her head hard enough; she won't remember." Mm-hmm. When? Fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Best spent some time with my great grandmother. Worst, my, found out my father-in-law has cancer. Aww, oh, that's horrible. Jeez. Best, my thirteen-year-old daughter called me up, and we planned to hang out at the park together. Worst, her mama said no because they had stuff to do. Wow. That happens. I'm real busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. If your kid makes plans, maybe it wasn't his weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. See, these are all things I'm completely oblivious to. People that have to deal with that. Yeah. Your kid calls up and is like, hey, let's go do X, Y, Z. And then the mom's like, no. That to me sounds like I don't want you hanging out with him. Still I, better. Or, or or it sounds like I'm in I'm controlling this right, son of a right, bitch. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I control this ship rather than I want to do what's best for my kid. Right. That's crazy. I get even. Uh, <laughs> best picked up this awesome THC cartridge. Okay. Nice. Oh, like oh. vape pens. They're like vape pens is what it is. But instead of your vape juice like Sam sucks on, it's it's THC. Yeah. Worse, my wife coughed so hard after taking a dose, she injured her hernia <gasps> and was laid up on pain on the couch since. Oh, damn. We got tickets for smoking guns we're going to give away when we come back. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. The Big Mad Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. We're going to play a little game and give away some tickets to Smoking Guns. Smoking Guns is a charity fight of MMA and kickboxing between firefighters and police officers, all to raise money for the Special Olympics of Oklahoma and the Oklahoma Firefighters Burn Camp. Hit BOKCenter.com for more information. And uh, it all goes down Saturday, April 27th. So we're going to play the one-second game. One second of a famous television show's theme song. If you guess the TV show correctly, you're getting those tickets. Very simple game. 918-460-KMOD. Good Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Sorry, we cannot hear you. Speak up. What is your name? Angela. Angela, uh, we're going to give you these tickets if you guess the TV show correctly. Are you ready? 
Yes. Here is your first clue. Try it one more time. I have no idea. Would you like to take a guess? I have no idea. Great. Thanks for calling. Have a great day. It would behoove you to make a guess. Just anything. It's not that hard to make a guess. You can tell that something like 14 million Americans have taken the day off today. Yeah, right. Uh, Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Brittany. Brittany, here is your clue. What TV show is that, Brittany? Oh, my God. Can you play it again? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, technically, we play this game. It's going to be not super easy. So, would you like to take a guess? Um, I don't know. Play one more time. Oh, I'm gonna guess and say I don't know. Night Rider. Night Rider is incorrect. I'm sorry, Brittany. Have a great day. You too. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Josh. Josh, how are you, bud? All right, how's it going? Good, man. Here's your clue. What TV show? Uh, Bewitched. Bewitched. It is not Bewitched. I'm sorry. Such a loser. Thanks for calling, man. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Anthony. Anthony, how are you, friend? Good. How are you, bud? Good, buddy. Here's the clue. What show? I mean, I'm taking a stab. It's a quantum leap. Quantum Leap is incorrect. I'm sorry. Have a great day, Anthony. Thanks. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Anthony. Hey, Anthony. How are you? (laughs) Pretty good. Good. Uh, The Matrix is broken. Here's your clue. What do you think? Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. It is not the Twilight Zone. I'm sorry. See you later. Did you guys see the commercial? For the Twilight Zone? Yeah. I, I'd seen, I guess I caught the last of it, it was like the Twilight Zone with uh, Jordan Peele, yeah. whatever his name is. It's a, it's a, one of the, played during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It looked awesome. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the Bud Light commercials myself. Dude, the Bud Light for Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones, solid, right? Best commercial of the night. <laughs> good morning, you're on the air, what is your name? Know. TJ. TJ, how are you, bud? I'm good, how are you? Good, man, Here, here's your clue. What is it? Dude, that's I Love Lucy. Dude, that is not I Love Lucy. <laughs> Dude. Sorry, right. man. Have a great day. He's like, if I'm later. confident enough, then the answer will be right. <laughs> Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Tracy. Tracy, how are you today? I'm good, brother. How are you? Good, man. I'm actually going to give you two clues. Still the same TV show. I'm just give, helping you out and giving you an additional clue. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Here you go. First one. And here's the second one. Crap. One more time. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune is totally correct, man. Congratulations. You're getting those tickets for Smoke and Guns happening over at the BOK Center on April 27th, man. Thank you so much for playing. Awesome. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. Hang on the line. Uh, this is back when you had to buy your own prizes, right? <laughs> uh, Pat, I'll take the uh, stuffed dog for $500, please. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? This is in early stages of Wheel of Fortune. And uh, they'd have, like, this little showcase area. 
different stuff, different prizes, and you would have to, with whatever money you had, you'd go and pick out your prize. It's kind of like, you know, skee ball without the tickets. Or the I, oh man, I'm gonna have to go back and look. I don't yeah, remember that. Yeah, that was that was when I was a, just a tiny little guy. And of course, they evolved it. Oh you yeah, don't, you don't buy your tickets anymore or your prizes anymore. They just have them splayed out for you, and that's what you get. But yeah, that was that was way back in the day. That was back when Bob Barker had black hair. Now I know he didn't host Wheel of Fortune, but same time frame. Right, trying to show it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what they do? They do this awesome thing now on Wheel of <laughs> <laughs> yes. on Wheel of Fortune where they. <laughs> If you, at some point, you hit a certain spot on the wheel, you mm-hmm. then get to guess and call l- letters out as long as you go until you get it wrong or guess correctly. Wow. And they give you that dollar figure for every guess you get right. So if you land on $1,000, every guess is, a, is that much, and you can stack up 20, 40? Yes. Easy. Yeah, and oh. it's awesome. And you see people go for it, and they get it, or they get so close, and they can't guess it and guess <laughs> the wrong letter, and they lose like $12,000. Awesome. Yeah, it's a fun element of the game. Uh, and also, that show is so creepy now because every time mm-hmm. Vanna White stares into the camera like she's peering through your soul. She's a robot, dude. Uh, she's uh, she's weird, man. Age, age hasn't taken to her, you know, like some people in her age. She still looks really, really good. I know a lot of it's fake plastic, but still. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got to take a break, and we'll be back. We've got... Our listeners are awesome still. Plus, we've got uh, uh, Jeff Hensley is going to join us. If you have a question for Jeff, go ahead and send it over. Show at KMOD.com. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text... BMMS, and then what you want to say to 82945. Of course, the Super Bowl was last night. We talked a little bit about the commercials, which is fine. I didn't feel any pressure to watch the commercials because I knew I could watch all the good ones today. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch the halftime show, and it was, it was okay. They had a lot of flash and pyrotechnics, and I, I was... I was impressed with that side of it. Not a huge Maroon 5 fan. Okay, big mm-hmm. boy, I stopped listening to Outkast when they came out with Speaker Box and The Love Below or whatever the hell it is, that double album they pumped out in the early 2000s. But it was just one of them, right? Yeah, it was just big boy. Yeah. And then whoever that other guy was, I don't know who that was. Not my thing. Travis Scott. Oh, is that who that is? Okay. Yeah, yeah I have no idea who that was. Uh, so, like, all right, cool. Drinking and enjoying, and then all of a sudden, Adam Levine's, you know, half naked. Yeah, he started taking his clothes off. It was bizarre. Cut the moves like Jagger. Did it bother you, Gimby? No, it didn't bother me. For one, I didn't know he was so jacked. He's ripped. Yeah. I'm telling you. And inked. Like a mug. Yeah. I knew he had some tattoos, but I didn't know he was covered like that, and I didn't know he was that jacked. You know, you see him on the the voice with his little cardigan sweater on or whatever the hell he likes to wear, and and you're like, wow, okay. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know why he got... His, took his clothes off. I don't understand that. Yeah. I, when he, it was happening, he took his jacket off. I was like, I get it. You it's, know, it's hot. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he took his next jacket off because yeah. he's got to wear it too because he's a rock star. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. It's yeah, still, it's, it's, hot. it's hot. And then he took his shirt off and I'm like, come on, you're playing like not even full songs, man. <laughs> For real. There's no hot light on you. <laughs> nope. But with all the pyro that they had around him, I thought sure. that was really cool with the fireworks at the end and all the pyro that they had going around the stage and I was like, "Wow, that was that was well produced." Gimpy, did you did you watch the game or did you watch just for the commercials and the halftime show? I watched the whole thing. Did you? Mm-hmm. There was a part of the halftime show that caught me off guard, 
and it was Sponge. It was from SpongeBob SquarePants, and I was like, "Why? What the heck is this?" Do you guys know why it aired? Uh-uh. Uh, no, I don't know why. I just know it was on for five seconds. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Mm-hmm. The there was an online petition that got over a million quote signatures, mm-hmm. asking for them to do that to pay homage to the creator. Of SpongeBob SquarePants that oh, yeah. died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they obliged. Oh. They didn't do the, the full thing, but they did a little hat tip to him, which is bizarre to me. Bizarre, but they went yeah. ahead and did it anyway. I mean, money talks, man. You got enough money, they'll get you to do anything. I don't think they got paid. I what? mean, they probably had to pay the rights to air that clip. Right. I was thinking, like, this like group of people or whatever got a hold of the NFL and were like, hey, we'll give you X amount of dollars if you just slide this little clip in there, you know, during the little halftime broadcast. There, the, the, to me, the halftime with Maroon 5 was okay. And I'm not a huge Maroon 5 fan or Travis Scott fan or anything like that, but it, it was okay. It wasn't bad by any means. Uh, there was a show that happened that I thought was far more interesting that I think probably should have been the halftime show that I wish they would do. And the Foo Fighters played uh, a show in Atlanta with Perry Farrell coming on stage, and they played Mountain Song, and it was amazing. Hell yeah. Perry Farrell sounded awesome. And the Foo Fighters playing the song was ridiculous. You're just badass, anyway. So if you get a chance to look it up, it's one of my favorite Jane's Addiction songs. And Perry Farrell nailed it. Do you know this band, Sam? No. Do you know Jane's Addiction other than Big Caught Stealing? No. It's just a brilliant band. But if you get a chance to see it, you should go look for that. Because it, it, to me, that was a far better... Performance. I mm-hmm. kind of feel like those halftime shows need to be energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple times during it that I was like, mm. there's a little lull or something there. Yeah. Uh, so then, what was your favorite commercial for the whole? We we talked about it. Game of Th- the Game of Thrones. Dude, that but, was but, but like solid, commercial. man. It's the Bud Knight, and then they got that uh, the mountain. The mountain comes in. He's ready to pull the helmet off to find out who he just you know knocked off the horse, and that damn dragon just comes in. I was sitting there watching. I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Where's this going here? And then I was like, tell me this dragon ain't gonna. It sure did. It set everybody on fire. And the, the Game of Thrones. The uh, Audi commercial was really good, too, where he's he's dreaming, and he sees his grandpa, and it's his grandpa mm-hmm. shows him the car, and mm-hmm. he, he's driving. It's like it's amazing. And then he's in the car seat and starts jerking around, <laughs> and he's looking around like, what's going on? And then he comes to, and, you know, you know Bertha from accounting is giving him the Heimlich, and he was choking because he was choking on a cashew. <laughs> and she's like, that was a close one, and walks away. <laughs> and he's, like, so sad that he's not back in that dream <laughs> driving that car. I thought yeah. that was pretty brilliant. Yeah, I think the uh, Super Bowl commercials aren't quite what they used to be. They used to be like every one of them solid money, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And the last couple of years, they just seem to fall off. Maybe that's just me, though. Is it maybe because like a novelty? Mm-hmm. I think they have to out-yuck each other. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And only the ones that are super creative mm-hmm. are the ones that prevail. Yeah. Budweiser always seems to have to have that heartfelt message in there. You know, they'll have the funny ones like with Bud Light, but it seems like they always have to have for Budweiser. Always yeah. has to be some some heartfelt message with the Clydesdales and, and the a, dog. And a I puppy. was like, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I thought the one about uh, when they were delivering the corn syrup. Yeah, I thought it was a really creative commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I 
like I said, you can go online and watch all the commercials mm. or watch some TV show or listen to any morning show. They're going to talk about it. Yeah. God awful amount. <laughs> After the new birthdays. Uh, all right, let's do pop and balls to the wall sports. Super Bowl 53, a 13-3 win for the Patriots. And Tom Brady has six Super Bowl championships. And we will now wait to find out whether Rob Gronkowski will call it a career. Said he needs a few days to decide on exactly where he's at before next football season. So Gronk could retire, but Brady is definitely back. That question being asked to him in postgame said that he will be back next season. The Rams... And their first offensive play of Super Bowl 53 was a handoff to Todd Gurley. And then after that, not much more from Todd Gurley, who had a big question mark above his head heading into the game about his health. Now the Rams and Todd Gurley continued to say that he was completely healthy. And he only finished the game with 35 yards on 10 carries. That will be one of the big questions coming out of the Super Bowl. And Julian Edelman, your MVP, actually closed at 25-1 to to win the MVP at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook there before the game odds next year to win the Super Bowl Chiefs are the favorite at six to one follow them by New England Los Angeles and the Saints have the second best odds at eight to one no other team has odds in the single digits to win the Super Bowl next season on to college basketball where Oklahoma hosts number 20 Iowa State at eight o'clock tonight 7 30 with the pregame on 1430 the buzz it's just 60 hours removed from dropping a key result in Morgantown West Virginia where the Sooners were out-rebounded 46-30, and that led to a 27-9 advantage in second-chance points. And one final note, congrats to Ricky Fowler, who won his fifth PGA Tour title at the TPC Scottsdale. He shot a 3-over-74 on the final round, but he had a pair of 64s and 65 earlier in the week and beat Brendan Grace by two shots again for that fifth tour title. That's Balls to the Wall Sports, Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Adam Levine exposes entire chest at Super Bowl, but Janet's nipples or breast falls out and all hell breaks loose. Double standard. Well, no. Hard, no, a man's breast far different <laughs> than a woman's breast. A dur. If, I, if you, we need to educate you on that, <laughs> I need a little help, man. Uh, all right, best. I'm sorry. Our listeners are awesome. And uh, today we're talking with Macy. Hi, Macy. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm great. It's great to talk to you. Macy is 25, and she is one of our California listeners. Yes. Well, good morning. It's quite early there. It's uh, about a little after 6, yes? Yeah, it is. And uh, she's originally from here, went to school at Oklahoma State, so there's the connection. And you have a unique job. Tell everybody what you do. I am a rec therapist at the L.A. County Prison. Wow. That sounds... (laughs) incredibly dangerous yeah yeah it is i guess (laughs) and i I, pardon my sexism here but it sounds incredibly dangerous dangerous for a young female yes there are a lot of um, extra challenges uh, that bring being a female did you always want to uh, be a prison therapist when you grew up 
<laughs> no, no, definitely not. I didn't think anything about prison. I actually wanted to work with children with um, special needs. And I remember I got an internship my senior year at Oklahoma State at the um, Veterans Hospital in Muskogee. So I was out there working with mostly older men, and I was sending out my resumes all over California, and I ended up getting a call back from the prison, and I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I can do this. (laughs) And so you just didn't care as long as it was in California? Pretty much, yeah. Why did you want to move to California? Oh, man, just to see something new, be next to the oceans. I mean, California can pretty much do anything you want in one day. How have you utilized that since you've been there? Oh, probably not enough. I'm definitely trying to figure out where I want to live because not all of California is very glamorous. (laughs) But um, definitely trying to, you know, go to shows and beaches and museums, just trying to see everything before I decide to come home. Right. (laughs) Just live some life up. Totally get it. Makes complete sense. Something to do when you're 20. Who's who's the craziest person that has sat across from you that you've had to, to work with? You don't have to tell us who they are, but what they did. Oh, okay. So probably, oh, definitely serial killers. Um, I've, I currently sit across a table from someone who's murdered about five people um, in one day. So that's what? definitely, yeah, definitely intimidating for sure. <laughs> Bring me into the mindset of that, because I am fascinated the psychological aspect of people that commit crimes like that. I think a lot of people are. That's why you see success of some of those shows on Netflix and podcasts that have to do with it. But when, right. what is the agenda when you go in to talk to somebody? Is it to figure out psychologically why or to put them at peace? I don't what What's your mission? So my mission is for these guys to see what their potential is. It's so much more than, you know, gangbanging and making all these bad decisions. And as a rec therapist, we do, uh, we still definitely tackle the cognitive side of it. But what we're doing is using an activity-based therapy to help them along um, recovery. So we might use chess to work on our patients, or we might use music therapy and all these coping skills groups to help these guys figure out what they can do to help themselves get better, what, you know, what they can do that's in their control. Give me an example of one of your successes. Oh, man. Ah! You I, was, know, I would hope you have. I don't, you. I don't get to see. Do you have one? I don't always get to see. I can't think of one right now because a lot of these guys I, I've been seeing, because this is a level four maximum security, um, most of these guys are lifers. So if I hear, you know, one guy say something positive to someone else, I think, oh, my gosh, little victory. Instead of, you know, calling him every name in the book, you just kept your mouth shut and told him to have a good day. Like, you know, that's a victory to me. Well, then, so just him paying attention is for you a great day? Honestly, yes, some days. If I can get you to make eye contact, if I can get you to quit cursing in one sentence, um, yeah, little, little victories. Not, not very many big victories. What's a stressful day for you? Oh, man. Uh, a stressful day is uh, definitely an inmate who's trying to manipulate me, trying to get me to bring him you know, cell phones or drugs, which is definitely an easy thing to say no to, but they are very, very persistent. <laughs> like that they're just trying to wear you down, so you'll finally be like, fine, I'll bring you a joint. 
or a cell phone. Is that their game plan? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what they're trying to do. And they unfortunately get, a, I won't say a lot of staff members, but there are staff members who, who fall for that. I'll, you know, I'll bring you in, you know, a cell phone or a joint and you'll give me two grand. Um, and some inmates have that kind of money, but it's definitely not worth your career. What is some of the protocols to ensure your safety that you go through? For example, when there's a lockdown, do you lock yourself in a closet? I, I'm just making that up. But what are some of the protocols that you have to keep you safe? Well, we all carry a personal alarm on us. So anything happens, we push it. Alarms go off everywhere. All the COs rush in. There's that. Um, we have the option to wear a stab-proof vest if that's what you want to do. They're extremely heavy, but that's an option. And, you know, during the lockdown, you know, we'll just go back to our offices and and just hang out and let the COs deal with all that kind of security and safety side of it. Wow. Are you like their, um, I guess, confidant as like as they, they go to you in a different way, they would go to a COs, I imagine. Like they tell you their secrets and how they're feeling. And like, I guess I'm asking if like the big scary guys are feel more confident talking to you. Yeah, I definitely think so. And actually, an advantage of being a female is they feel more comfortable saying things and not getting judged so harshly for it. Um, yeah, they definitely tell you their their stories of trauma and abuse. And it's definitely hard to hear because we do have, of course, you know, these killers and murderers and rapists. But we also have guys that just made a lot of bad decisions as kids and fell into California's three strike law. And, you know, they're just trying their best to, to get better and get out and go back into society. Right. No, the, you bring up that three-strike law can sometimes get people in precarious situations that they didn't even plan on just by bad luck. Um, even though it was their decision, just some bad luck because of the law. So, right. Um, do you have, I don't know if you call them clients or we'll just say inmates, do you have inmates that you look forward to talking to because you feel like it's a progressive conversation? And do you have inmates that you have to talk to that you dread talking to? Oh gosh, absolutely. And the ones I like talking to kind of like I mentioned a minute ago, the ones that want to open up and share and talk through their feelings so they can get better. And then we have inmates that are just, just there to make your life harder. Um, they don't have a need to get better. They're going to be there for the rest of their lives. So, I mean, anything they can get out of you, anything that they can get on your nerves, they'll do it. They feel like they've got nothing better to do. And I guess since you are a female, do the guys try to intimidate you into, like, I don't know, getting more privileges? Or I imagine, like, when they're seeing you, it takes them out of their cell. Do they try to, like... Uh, intimidate you into doing things? Um, yeah, you know, they'll start with, because I, I do a couple art therapy groups, and they'll start with, oh, um, you know, can I have a pencil today? All right, I'll give you a pencil. Tomorrow is, can I have this? Can I have this? You know, trying to build up, and then that's, I think that's how they, they get a lot of the staff members. And have you ever felt scared? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I've actually, you know, ran in or come across inmates that I, I've seen on Dateline before. Uh, so, you know, that's pretty wild. Um, and that's, that's a little intimidating seeing those guys because, you know, for sure what they've done and how they've impacted other people's lives in a negative way. So I try not to know background information about them before I see them. But sometimes I just can't avoid that.
Wow, to be 25, I feel like the experience you're getting doing something so intense kind of escalates your ability as a therapist for whatever the future holds for you in that career. Do you agree? I definitely agree. I definitely agree with that. I can handle, I hopefully at the end of this, I can handle situations a lot better than maybe someone else could. Right. You deal with these guys and then, you know, in the future when you decide, hey, I'm going to do marriage counseling, you're going to be like, listen, what he did wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's not on Dateline. Right. Um, and I'm curious about the prison situation and what you see, because I know there's a book by uh, Shane Bauer called American Prison that just came out talking about corporate prisons and how bad they're ran and the things that uh, alluding to the culture. Do you see a lot of sexuality or men trying to be sexual towards you? Um, you know, I do, of course, every once in a while, get those inappropriate comments. But I work in a kind of a special area of the prison. We call it EOP. And it stands for enhanced outpatient. And that means that the only inmates I come in contact with are those who have been diagnosed with a qualifying um, mental health disorder. And so that could be a split personality, bipolar, schizophrenia, um, extreme um, trauma and PTSD. So they do have to be on their best behavior in order to be a part of this program. And this program allows them to be out of their cell pretty much all day going to different therapy groups and going to yard versus the general population who mainly just stay in their cells all day and go back and forth from yard. I would think that being, you know, 25 years old, that's a, a, a lot of responsibility that I just assume that they have, you know, 40-year vets taking care of people with split personalities or that have been on Dateline and that are super violent offenders. Are you just extremely good at what you do and this is like you know uh young for you to have this job or is that you know pretty standard protocol in the prison um you know there are a lot of younger people that work there um i i would like to say i'm great at my job i i try my best and i really do enjoy being there and working and helping these guys for sure i'm just in, in i'm so enthralled by what you do as I'm a curious person by nature, so psychological things fascinate me. And when you got this job, were you was it your first job out of college? Uh, no, I worked briefly at kind of a retirement home making games and activities for the older people. And I thought, you know what, this is so boring. This is yeah. not for me. How many bingo games can you create? I get it. That is oh my gosh. one yeah. extreme to another. You go from <laughs> bingo games to Dateline murderers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, when your first day there, what was the eye-awakening moment that you were like, I'm not at a retirement home anymore? <laughs> wow. You know, so when I first started, I was in the Central Valley of California at a prison, um, California State Prison in Corcoran. And that actually houses housed Charles Manson. So during the first week I worked there, I actually had, and I probably shouldn't even say this, but I had a staff member and they were like, hey, you want to go, uh, go see Charles Manson? And I was like, of course I do. <laughs> wow. And so, yeah, we get to his um, his hospital room, and I looked in on him, and I was like, wow, this is real. Like, this is Charles Manson, like, right through this glass. Like, wow, I'm here. Here we go. <laughs> How did you secure the mindset of the people that love you that you're going to be safe amongst some of the most heinous human beings on the planet? Right. That is an ongoing battle for sure. I know that they are very scared every time they talk to me. I think they're worried I'm going to tell them some awful news. But, 
you know, I try to tell them that, you know, like I said, these inmates, they're supposed to be on their best behavior. They want to reap the benefits from this really good program that they're offered. But, and I have family members that make a joke out of it. So I'll have, they'll have their friends ask them how I'm doing. And then they'll say, oh, you know what, Mason's in prison right now. So they, they make light of it as well. How do you deal with, I know some therapists that go see therapists because of what they do just grinds on them mentally. Do you have to do the same thing? I don't because I, nothing really of, nothing awful has happened. Um, I'll say that. I think I will be open. I'll definitely be open to seeing a therapist if anything traumatic happens to me. Cause we do have, you know, staff members that are assaulted every day. And it is mostly um, custody officers, so there's that that kind of puts me at ease. But I've seen I've seen custody officers be stabbed. Um, I've heard of I've heard of a lot of really bad things happening. Have you ever been assaulted or sprayed or anything by mace or kicked or anything like that? So nothing like nothing hitting, no kicking anything by the inmate. But of course, in our I think every building has about four or five treatment rooms, so. Every hour, there's four or five facilitators in there running a group of anywhere from three to 20 inmates. So if a fight breaks out in another room, the COs are going to come in. They're going to mace, pepper spray the whole room, and they just don't have time to get everyone out of the building. So unfortunately, I have been pepper sprayed with, with that for sure. Ugh. How's that? Jeez. It was awful. It, it's right away. You can't breathe your throat it feels like it's closing up it's burning you can't see and you just kind of have to blindly you know make your way out of the building and you also have to hope that the inmates in the other rooms don't think that's a great great opportunity to to attack (laughs) it says here to ask you what gassed means what does that mean being gassed is something i am very very scared of of happening it is where an inmate will take all of their bodily fluids and put them into a milk carton or put them into a trash bag. They'll seal it up and let it ferment. I mean, this is blood, saliva, urine, um, solid waste, and other male fluids. And they'll wait for it to ferment and the ba- for the bag to expand. And whenever their victim walks by, they will pop the bag on you or throw this concoction onto your body. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's the most disgusting yeah. thing I've ever heard. Oh, my God. Do yeah. they prepare? Is that in your employee handbook? Like, hey, this is this is uh, this could happen to you. This is a real possibility. Yes, that is in our training. And another really scary part of that is that you cannot you cannot wash off until the reports are done, until the photos have been taken. So there's a possibility that you could. You could keep all that things on your on your body for, I mean, at least maybe an hour until all the reports are done. Oh my God. Safe to say that the, what you do is not for everyone, <laughs> for oh sure. No, no. God. <laughs> Next time I bitch about doing the wheel on a Friday, I'm going to think of you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> I'm I'm so fascinated by what you do. I'm ga- I'm glad that you were our listeners are awesome today. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and and please be safe out there. I know there's uh, loved ones listening that uh, you know are also wanting you to be super safe. And I can't wait for your Netflix show to come out about your experiences. So thank you so much for taking the time, Macy, and be safe. Thank you guys for having me. Have a great day. All right, see you later. Macy, our listeners are awesome. A lot of text. Yes, she's attractive. She's attractive, yes.
Uh, she likes gingers. Something, yeah. Something's off. Yeah, right. <laughs> so not only is she high, she's effing crazy. Well, listen, yeah. typically people that do things in high stressful situations or intense psychological situations have some outlet that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Drugs, alcohol, gingers, mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. So <laughs> that's probably where that comes from. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show continues next. Next to Big Bad Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Bad Morning Show, 918. 460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Every year we have an awesome event that we get to participate in. And uh, we've got somebody on the line that knows all about it. Matter of fact, it's their event. Uh, Taylor from the Hanson Brothers is on the phone. Hey, Taylor, how are you, sir? Doing great, man. Good morning. Good morning. Tell me where in the world are you and your brothers today? I think some exotic (laughs) place, right? You know what? Usually you can't say yes to that, but actually we are. We're in Jamaica, and, um, you know, we do we do this special event in Jamaica where a lot of fans from around the world come, and we put on a, a little mini festival uh, on an island, and it's really awesome. It's it's called Fire. You know, we're working on this name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, supermodels are here. There's yeah. Speed boats. You know, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. How many fans? Um, but. Um, you know, several hundred fans basically take over a resort, and it's it's just a really awesome time. And honestly, um, the, the the events we've gone on for a few years, a lot of the you know experience thinking about the Hop Jam. You know, we've learned so much putting on events and putting on like trying to get people to go somewhere and travel and come join us and share an experience. And um, you know, a lot of those things you spend your whole life you know doing those events and trying to make you know memorable events happen. And man, you learn, you know, you learn what works, you learn what doesn't. And um, that's, uh, I think a lot of that's gone into making, you know, kind of try to build the Hop Jam into what it's become over the last several years, too. Speaking of Hop Jam, that's why we have you on the phone today. It's time for the announcement of the sixth annual uh, Hop Jam that's happening. And what is going to be special about this year? Well, you know, today is really like just drop the mic. This is the event happening officially. Um, you know, everybody that's come to the festival knows, like, we continue to grow every year. So um, just really focused on making the crappier experience better than ever. I mean, the first year we had 12 breweries. Last year we had 100. Um, so we're going to be pushing it more and more breweries up this year um, and making sure people have that insane experience. You know, one of the, my favorite things about it uh, last year was getting to do the hop talks where we talked to brewers, guest brewers, and um, – and people got to get more of a connection with the brewers that are coming for the festival. And uh, and then with the all ages music area, we're just trying to make that whole experience that much better. So um, today, basically, it's sort of like a big suspense drum roll. We've, people have been waiting for the date, and we want people to know that they can. It's definitely happening May 19th, um, Sunday. And um, we're going to be rolling out a lot more information about the music and about the, the details of the craft beer experience. But... Everybody can get tickets for it right now. Um, you know, six years in, can you believe that? No, I cannot like, believe it. It's, it's And so much has changed in the, around the craft beer scene. It's insane. Um, so many amazing breweries in Oklahoma. Um, and uh, so we just want to celebrate that and just blow it out. 
And then we're going to be coming in, uh, you know, here over the next few weeks and just start rolling out more and more info about um, the different breweries that are coming, more about the music and just keep it exciting. So there's some really great stories that come out of uh, the Hop Jam. I remember the very first one and a little brewery, a guy just trying to make it happen called Nothing's Left. And he was just trying to get his tin up and just get going. And now he's got, you know, one of the most talked about breweries happening in town. And it's just cool to see these guys start. Or there's a place in town I know that does um, that's a farm, and they also have a brewery on the side. And they last year had a little um, exhibit out there where they were, or a little booth where they were handing out beer. So it's really open to all types, and you never know where this is going to take you to the next level as a brewer. No, absolutely, and you know uh, it's. <laughs> I, I want to talk about all kinds of different stuff, but that's what's great is we have now until May to share more about what's happening and the different details. But I think what you just said is a great indicator of where we want to see things go on the craft beer side, which is community. Um, there's a huge brewing community, um, you know, that are people that are starting off learning to brew. Um, and there's obviously brewers from around the country now in the world that have reached the, you know, the top of their in their craft, you know, where they're delivering, you know, world-class beers. And so, like just celebrating craftsmanship and celebrating all these different people making really good stuff. It's the festival's never been about coming and just getting wasted. It's about trying amazing, cool stuff and connecting with people um, and talking about the passion we have. And then of course we get to put on a huge concert. It's like we get the privilege of throwing an amazing party for our town with our town. Um, and then we get to invite people from all over to join us. And it's, it's, it's a blast. So I'm just kind of, Glad I can officially say, hey, everybody, date May 19th, be there. Tickets are up. Let's go. May 19th is when Hop Jam 2019 is going to happen. There'll be an opening band contest again this year. There'll be different ticket levels for you to choose from. Uh, all that'll be at thehopjam.com. The Nellie's group is a huge part in what happens uh, down there to make all Absolutely. this happen. Uh, the Tulsa World and Boardwalk Distribution plays a big part as well. But I think the most important part of all this, which you've always been a big, big advocate for and supporter of, is the Community Food Bank of Eastern Oklahoma. Absolutely. Yeah. And so people will be able to um, connect, come to the event, be more ways that you guys can help uh, support the community feed bank. You know, we've done the uh, guitar raffle over many years, uh, raised a ton of money for that bank. And, um, you know, the cool thing about this event is it, it's like it converges many passions into one moment. And, um, you know, at the heart of that is, you know, we're proud to be from Tulsa and, and it's been amazing to see like great things, sort of rise up and develop out of downtown and it's like we're we're all kind of working together to see something kind of get richer and stronger and more exciting more even more proud to be uh, right there at the heart of downtown right on well you guys enjoy you know, the little bit left you have to do in uh, jamaica and uh, we'll definitely see you soon in the studio hop jam the sixth annual is going down may 19th hit the hopjam.com for more taylor thanks for uh, talking to us today about uh, the hop jam we can't wait to sip some beverages with you and your brothers uh, all to celebrate craft beers in the state of oklahoma Awesome, man. We'll see you guys soon. All right, there we go. Thanks so much. Hop Jam is happening May 19th. 
I can't wait. I love this event. Hell yeah. Yeah, I never really was a, a craft brew kind of guy. Just give me my bud, my bud light, and we're all right. But these guys turned me on to some really, really good beers out there that they're not all just horrible, bitter, disgusting beers. No, there's some good stuff. Yeah, there, there's so many different varieties you can try. You might have the best beer you'll never try again because you'll have trouble finding it or you won't remember um, but it's a lot of fun I remember one of the breweries last year brought one of their special beers that they have a limited edition run that they do and it's a pretty big brewery and uh, I had it it was gone in no time there but I got to sample it it was amazing yeah. one of my favorite breweries I have now uh, Nebraska Brewing Company they I found out about them there yeah and they drew brew different types of beer they have a line that they make in in wine barrels which create this different flavor. It, again, just weird stuff you would have mm. never expected. I would never have had if it wasn't at the Hop Jam. So uh, May 19th, write it down on your calendars. We'll take a break, and we'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Wake up, man. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. Yeah. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. In a weird event that happened over the weekend, I saw the headline and it caught me off guard. And I, from what I understand, it caught a lot of people off guard. Is that... Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, arrested a rapper, and he's being deported back to his home country. And it was a rapper that I think everybody thought was from America. I don't know. And so it's caught in everybody off guard that he's not. He's British, and he has to be deported back to Britain. He overstayed his visa by 13 years. (laughs) He's won 21 Savages, who it is. He's won Grammys, and he's on that Post Malone song, uh, Rockstar. And I understand forgetting paperwork. Yeah. I feel like this is real. I don't understand how someone accidentally overstays their visa for 13 years. Now, I've never had to deal with that, so I don't know what that means. I don't know what that's like. I get nervous when my driver's license expires. (laughs) Ooh, hey. Right. (laughs) Reminds me. Yeah. I'm one of those people that puts it in my calendar so I get a pop-up to tell me that. It's going to expire. But I would think a visa, kind of an important deal. Kind of. More I mean, important than a driver's license. You're out hustling. You know, you're out doing shows. You're cutting records. You know, you're, you're rapping about bitches, blunts, and 40s, man. It takes up your time. You, you forget that your visa is about to expire. I would think that um, that you probably had to give some kind of, like, mailing address for where you were staying. And that they'd be like, hey. Uh, we haven't had your uh, visa scan at the airport. Uh, it's been sixty days. That right, he's flown out of the country. I would imagine and yeah. done shows. Yeah, yeah. I, I maybe he hasn't. Th- I think probably that that is something that it doesn't slip your mind. So uh, this guy, I'm assuming, he's got people, an agent, you oh, know, a handler of yes. sorts. Where Dude, are this they guy, at in this process? This guy won like he's up for Grammys. Won Grammys. He's so, a huge musician. So People he, thought for a year mm-hmm. until Friday that he was an Atlanta rapper. All right. They literally, in his songs, he sings about being from Atlanta. So he's fake. I mean, if he came I'm straight from, from the airport and then the first place that he went to was Atlanta, he's from Atlanta. No, right? no, no, no. That doesn't work? 
He's British or wherever. He's the, British, yeah, period. Yeah, there ain't nothing. Lives in Atlanta, but he hasn't, you know, come up on the streets in Atlanta. I mean, technically, I'm from the elevator if I've just walked from there. <laughs> I arrived from the elevator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just flabbergasted by this and just amused to no end. By the way, and it has zero to do with he's a rapper. Mm-hmm. If any musician got in trouble for that. Yeah. This is a high pro. Anybody that's, you know, not us, you know, normal person. Cause, and I'm getting there because, like, this guy's handler should have had it. Any kind of famous person. Lawyers. They should have people for that. Lawyers. Yeah. Making sure everything's, you know, yeah. tip top. Yeah, because they want to get paid too, right? And I would think. And if this guy ain't singing, if he ain't performing, then they ain't getting paid. So it's like, hey, bro, uh, you got some paperwork to fill out. You just sign right here. What do you think 21 Savage's net worth is? Ooh, I'm going to say mm, $6 million. didn't take this long to figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of the guy. That doesn't mean anything. But, I mean, I'm, I'm shooting low, like, oh, 500000 Well, I did say he won Grammys, mm-hmm. uh, and he's on, like, a lot of huge songs. Mm-hmm. It's $8 million, Okay. Which is pretty good. It's really good, I think. Yeah, eight million more than I have. <laughs> right, nine million more than what Gimpy has. Well, yeah. <laughs> so far, hey, you're not going to be using your money anymore. Come on, let right. me have some. But Gimpy's point is well made that all those other people that help him—agents, lawyers, accountants—need that's a that's a client. That's a number on the list of people yeah. that bring in money for him. Yeah. And now he ain't making no money. If you're a fan, are you disappointed? Like name a fan that has I hate to say this. Name a fan that has a shtick. Okay, what do you what do you mean? Well, a shtick, like, hey, I'm from Atlanta. Okay. And then you find out he's not. Oh yeah, I'd be a little bit disappointed. If you're if you're led on like this is this guy's truly American, he's been from Atlanta, grew up on the streets, you know, had to eat Rice Krispies without any milk or whatever. And then you find out, you know, he grew up overseas. Didn't vanilla ice get mocked for that? Uh-huh. Dangled upside down. Right, because if you're talking about struggling in Atlanta, and then <laughs> even if you were poor in the UK, it just sounds fancier right? because you've got the accent. So it sounds way fancy. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait to see him on Celebrity Big, Big Brother. He or the behind the music. Because I'm curious rehab. to why he wanted to come to America. Or was it like an accident and mm. things just kind of took off? And he was like, I think I'm just going to stay here for a little bit. Right. Yeah, that's possible. I wonder. I'm so fascinated if it was deliberate. Thirteen years, man. You know, you know what I mean. Like I'd be worried about someone's gonna have the drop on me. Someone's gonna, you know, release or let it be known that I have overstayed my welcome. Thirteen years and things are going good. I got a Grammy. You know. I mean, to be lying in the music industry is, you know, like saying the wind blows. Right, it's par for the course. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of misleading things in the music industry. Usually, it's not at that level. Mm-hmm. You know, from fans to. <laughs> Like I've mentioned this before, the band that I love, Valiant Thor, says they're from, you know, Venus or Mars or whatever. I'm quite aware that they're not. What? But they still play that they are. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Ziggy Stardust for the long time, longest time did that. Said he was from another planet. Right. But we all knew he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But people believed Kiss was. That they were from another planet? Yes. What's that damn makeup? Really? Y- yes. Nobody on earth has a tongue that long, Sam. Fair. His tongue, his tongue is really that long. Yeah, because he had to cut the thing. The, the ah, honey. Mm-hmm. That's connecting your tongue to your whatever. And people, like, people banned them. 
parents <laughs> stopped their kids. For, like, they got in trouble for listening to Kiss. Mm-hmm. It's the devil's music. Yeah. Knights in Satan's service. Yeah, yeah. That's what Kiss stood for. I thought it was just Kiss. It does. It just stands for Kiss. That's it doesn't kiss. stand for Knights in Satan's service. People believe that, though. Uh, all right, here's popping balls to the wall sports. Jeff Hensley's going to join us when we come back. Super Bowl last night, 13-3 victory for the New England Patriots. Results in them tying the Pittsburgh Steelers, having six Super Bowl championships, and the Patriots now officially own 89 Super Bowl records after their win over the Rams. With most games played, Tom Brady, most wins as a player, Brady six, oldest starting quarterback. You get the picture, Tom Brady at 41, most games coach Bill Belichick with nine. 89 individual records for the Patriots, and the dynasty continues to roll on. Julian Adelman, your MVP, he was 25 to 1 heading into the night, so you could have picked up some nice prop bet money on Julian Adelman after he was suspended for the first four games of the season. And it was a defensive struggle from both sides last night, trying to contain both offenses on the season. Both of those teams ended up being really good on offense towards the end of the season. So to see a defensive game like that last night is something that not a lot of people have grown accustomed to in watching the NFL over the past season. We'll find out, by the way, in the next couple of days whether or not Rob Gronkowski will retire or not. Tom Brady is definitely back for the Patriots next season to the NBA where the Oklahoma City Thunder suffered its first loss since January 17th. They lose to the Celtics in a tight game that saw Paul George score 37 points. Russell Westbrook, another triple-double, his 19th of the season. But it was the Celtics who won 134-129 to for their fourth straight win. And they have been hot as of late since their loss to the Warriors back on January 26th. To the college game tonight where Oklahoma will take on Iowa State. That's in 7.30 start with the pregame on 1430 and an 8 o'clock start with the tip-off. Oklahoma in desperate need of a victory in the Big 12. That's Paul Wall Sports, Jeremy Poplin, 97.5 KMOD. <laughs> Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. On Mondays at 9 o'clock, Jeff Hensley joins us in the studio. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning. Jeff and everybody at Hensley & Associates is available to help you with child support, custody, divorce, spousal support, father's rights, guardians, guardianship grandparents rights and he's in the studio now to answer your questions if you have a question for jeff you can call it 460-KMOD or you can email or text if you'd like and we got a couple emails earlier today and this says i'm currently in a divorce where my wife is ignoring court appointed visitation and using protective orders and the manipulation of police to attempt to justify her keeping our daughter away from me what can i do well, you know, we see this a lot. We've seen a lot of Will people. Will you explain that, though? What does that well, mean? He's okay. ma- she's manipulating police. How is she able to even get away with that? I'm not sure about that part, but let me talk about the the, the protective order part. We see a lot of people, whether they be male or female, although predominantly, at least in my experience, it's been females blocking men from uh, visitations through POs. Basically, they file crap. I mean, things that just aren't true. Uh, and what happens is, is that blocks the individual right then and there from having their visitation. Now... 
The good part about the way the system works is is that you're supposed to have a show cause hearing afterwards to show cause to the court as to why the protective order should stay in place. The problem is is that sometimes that protective order, the judge will leave it in place and it'll roll forward, meaning that it'll stay in place until the case is completed. Now, different counties have different rules. For example, like Tulsa County, we've got a rule that says if you've got a child on the protective order, you've got 20 days to go and get an emergency custody order or the child automatically comes off the protective order. So that's something that Tulsa County has put in place to prevent that. Other counties don't handle that the same way, and so it really just depends. It's Unfortunately, you know, the, the PO rules and regulations have changed over the years to make it such that people can't use this as often, but unfortunately we're still seeing it quite a bit used against people to block them from visitations. And the problem with that is, is until you get a show cause hearing to get it dismissed, you're kind of screwed. I mean, it's it's a twofold problem. I mean, if they're denying before the protective order is in place, you've got to file a application for contempt or an, and a motion to enforce visitation. But once the PO is in place, then you've got to get it to a hearing to get those kids off so you can start having visitation again. It's a nasty tool that gets used way too often, in my opinion. So what happens is the custody's been agreed to or temporary custody's been Correct. agreed. Right. And the mother isn't happy with it because she's bitter or for whatever, whatever reason. Whatever the role is, yeah. Yes, reason. or the father, and, and in this case, the mother. And she calls in a restraining order, a protective order, and they are grant an emergency one until the hearing. Correct. Or, and then the judge at that hearing decides whether to uphold it or not. Correct. And but I, usually that happens pretty quick. The, the emergency usually, one hearing happens pretty quickly. Well, I mean, the emergency one, you go down and you can write on anything you want to write it down, any say anything you want to say, and the judge typically, out of abundance of caution, will grant it, and that's why we have a show cause hearing later within a certain number of days uh, so that they can figure out if it truly is a protective order that needs to stay in place or not. So, you know, what I'm trying to do more and more is just to push those POs as fast as we can to get to a show cause simply because we don't need those in place at times. So um, it's just, it's it's a nasty deal. And so your advice to this guy would be to call you guys so you can push that PO um, hearing up. Right. And, you know, I would also file applications and some other things simply because if she's done this multiple times, and we see this a lot, you'll see sometimes in a case they'll do it three or four times. Well, after some point, they need to start paying for what they're doing because obviously it's a ploy, in my opinion. Uh, this is a text that came in, and this is interesting. What does a lien on child support mean? Typically what will happen is is when you owe back child support and you're not current on the amount that you owe, they will file a lien of some sort, whether that be, for example, if you're in a car wreck and you're getting ready to take it to a court hearing, they'll put a lien on the money that you get from your settlement or from the court hearing. Uh, they can put a lien on, um, typically it's called a levy, they can levy your bank account, meaning they'll put a hold on your bank account and any money, is they'll grab as much money as they can that, that is owed buy you out of that account, depending on how much money's in that account. So um, basically, it's just grabbing the money and saying, hey, we've got a lien saying you've got a back support, and it's owed, and you need to pay it up, and this is how we're going to take it, whether you like it or not. All right, so do you guys have a question for Jeff? 460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS, and what the question is, to 82945. Jeff, this says, if you are the father and you give up your parental rights, do you still have to pay child support? Well, remember, this can only be done through an adoption um, or through the state taking your rights. But typically, the answer is no. Child support moving forward, once you give up your rights, are no longer owed. Now, the back support is still owed unless it's waived by the other party in some way. So 
Forward moving, no, you do not owe. Back support, if it's still owed, is still owed, unless the other party waives it at some point. 918-460-KMOD. You can also call. Uh, I'm sorry, you can call and you can text BMMS and then whatever that would be to 82945. A lot of people, when they contact us, they think the proceedings for things like this are quick. And they're just not. And that they're has not. zero to do with you or your case. Correct. It has to do with the clogged system. Well, yeah, exactly. And and there are certain things that are fairly quick, for example, like emergency hearings or something like that. But as a general rule, you know, a divorce, this is what I tell people when they come in, okay? A divorce can be as quick as 90 days or it can be as long as two and a half, three years. It just depends on the parties. And the reason I say 90 days is because if there's children involved, there's a 90-day statutory period that says you have to wait before the judge will sign off on an agreed decree. Now, Tulsa County, they don't give waivers on that 90 days. That's been my experience, and that's pretty much their hard and fast rule. Uh, smaller counties, depending upon the case, we can sometimes get a waiver of that 90 days. Um, if you're unmarried, you can, or excuse me, if you're un, if you don't have any children, you can get it done with as fast as 10 days under the statute. But you know, every case is different. You know, if you want to drag this thing out, it can get dragged out. It's difficult. If you've got multiple businesses and we've got to have evaluators come in and all these other things, it can take a long time. So it just, I wish our system was quicker. I really do. Um, and it can be quicker if the parties just get along and make good choices rather than throwing their egos up and, and, and saying, screw you. So, I mean, there's a throwing lot of different. tantrum. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but I mean, it, it's. I'll say it. <laughs> it's, it's. <laughs> Everybody's case can go as fast or as slow as they want to, and and what I mean by that is is that the more reasonable and respectful you are to one another, the less time and the less money it takes. The more hateful, contentious, ridiculous, stupid, and ignorant you want to be with one another, the more time it takes and the more money it takes because typically there's more hearings and more motions and all sorts of things. So it just it really is dependent upon the parties. Jeff Hensley's joining us from Hensley and Associates. Anything from divorce, child support, spousal support, any of those things. Mike is on the phone about child support. Mike, you're on with Jeff Hensley. Go ahead with your question. Yeah, I was just wondering um, if uh, my girl filed for child support, um, could they take the money out of my bank account for my taxes, or am I am I good? We've got two qu- things there. You said bank account and taxes. Now, if are you and your girl living together or no? Yes. Okay. She can't file for child support when you're living together. It doesn't work that way. As long as you guys are, are living together, uh, she well, can't. We live together, but we're not together. You You live together at one point, but you no longer reside together. Right. Okay, I misunderstood. I thought you were currently living together right now. No, no, okay. like we were okay, living okay. together. We're not at the moment. No, no, I get, I get it, I get it now. I, I'll, I'll wake up. My Red Bull hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> so, um, yes, she can go after child support. What they'll do is, is they'll look and see. I mean, first of all, child support has to be established. They need to figure out. They're going to pull you in for a hearing um, at DHS, and they're going to look through, look at your income and her income, and they're going to come up with a calculation. Um, depending upon how long you've been separated, they may try and figure out some back child support. I mean, if, if there's back support owed, can they lever your bank account? Yes. Is there? If there's back support owed, can they grab your tax refund? Absolutely. I mean, they have this massive computer that uh, literally looks for Social Security numbers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so when those things come through, they will grab that money if there's back support owed. But only if there's back support. If there's no back support, they won't grab anything. They don't have any reason to. But if you owe back support, there is a possibility they will levy your bank account if they find that you have one, and they will also grab your tax refund. So um, that is always a possibility, yes. Mike, are you current? We may uh, not have an order yeah. yet. Do you have an order in right. place? 
Uh, no, not not currently, but here soon, yes. And okay. how, how long have you guys not uh, not been together? Just a couple months. I mean, you may have a couple so months out she, there. I, but but if she uh, doesn't, I mean, do I have, like, is it up to her if I pay the back pay or not? Well, the, I mean, the she, past has, few she has she has the right to waive that back support back if she pay. if she so chooses. But she has to be the one to do that. DHS can't do it. They don't have the right to do it. It's, it's up to the person, what we call the obligee, the person that the money is owed to. Um, they have that right to, to waive any back support and interest involved in that. Um, the only time that they can't waive, and I, I wanted to be clear about this, the only time that, that a person can't waive is if there's money that's owed to the state. And what I mean by that is is if you've used Sooner Care, if you've used DHS Daycare Assistance, if you've done TANF or any of these other things, and there's money owed because that's state money that's being used. You have to pay that back. So if there's money owed to the state, they can't waive that. So in other words, let's say that there's 5000 in arrears, 3000 of it is interest and actual money owed to her, and the remaining 2000 is owed to the state. She can waive the three, but she can't waive the two because that's actual money owed okay. to the state that you would have to pay. So it, there's always that caveat and want people to understand that. They, sometimes you can get these huge amounts, but when there's state money used, they have to pay that back no matter what. Okay. All right, Mike. Good luck, man. Thanks, man. I love y'all. Love you too, man. See you later. Uh, Scott, I can't think that's a Scott. Sorry. Scott is on with custody question. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good, man. What's your question for Jeff? All right, Jeff. My daughter is 17. She'll be 18 next year, and she does not want to live with her mom anymore. Um, And so I'm going to be doing a motion to modify after her junior year. Okay. And um, my question is, if the motion to modify goes through – do I have to request child support for the next, you know, six months or well, whatever? Well, that depends. Or am I going to be stuck with it? Well, you're not going to owe if she lives with you, okay? If the, if you get custody and the child lives with you, you're not going to owe any child support. The question is, yeah. is, is she going to owe? Well, I mean, she's going under the rules she's going to owe, but yeah. you have the choice to say, hey, I don't want that. With one caveat, like I said earlier, if there's state money that's been used or you're using sooner care, uh, sometimes yeah. DHS has an interest in the case, and they're going to say, "No, you can't do that," and it's going to be owed. So, now that doesn't mean right. that she, that doesn't mean that she doesn't she, she can owe you, she can pay you, and you could pay it back to her. I've had clients do that. It's the way around. It's the one way around the system, I guess, if you will. But right. Um, right. you know, that's it's going to be solely up to you and your particular facts. But I mean, about where I'm going to be a jerk because uh, I have that right because she's been not nice to me over the sure, last I, nine years. Dude, and I you get know, that. Kind of thing. And my, my daughter's actually all for it. It's kind of funny. So I called you before going through a bunch of court stuff. She was molested, and I talked to your staff before. And I remember talking to you, yeah. yeah. It, it, when, so, you re- when you're ready to do that motion, man, yeah. give me a holler. I'd be happy to help you be a jerk on that. That's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> Scott, have a great day, man. Hey, we aim to please, time. buddy. All right, buddy. See you later. Thanks so much, man. Uh, Rebecca's on has a question about birth certificates. Rebecca, you're on okay. with Jeff Hensley. Hi. So I married a guy that uh, is from Pakistan, and uh, I moved to Pakistan and lived there for 11 months. I moved back to the States, and I have not seen or contacted him in two years because I'm going through a divorce. I've met somebody else, and I'm with that other person, and we now have a child together. Now my situation is I can't put him on the birth certificate because I'm still currently married. I haven't heard or seen from my husband in two years, and he's still in Pakistan. Is there any way that I can do that without having to do 
a uh, denial of paternity. What an interesting question because wow. we're talking about an, a birth from someone of another nationality. That doesn't bother me. That's not that's that's the easy part. No one no one cares about that. It doesn't matter whether they're whether he's uh, in Pakistan or not. I've dealt with these issues, especially when they've been in like in Mexico or Central America, things like that. that right. That's not the issue. What I'm trying to think is, I mean, essentially, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to get a divorce. Okay, um, what's going to have to happen is is well, you've got an interesting question because you've got a guy that is in Pakistan that you don't know where he is or if, even if he's alive, and then he needs to really sign a denial of paternity. Your new guy needs oh. to sign an acknowledgement of paternity because oh. you're still married. Now, when is the child due? No, I've already had the child. Oh, you've already had the child. Yeah, I just had the child in December. So I, the lady at the, I was so drugged up when I was at the hospital, and the lady was just like, oh, you're still married? Well, then I can't put him on the birth certificate. I can't put your new guy on the birth certificate. You have to put it as uh, nobody... Right. Or I had to put your husband, and I'm like, well, why would I put my husband? I haven't been with him in two years. If if <laughs> if he hasn't even been around to consummate it for there to be any possible... Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That doesn't matter? Okay. No, if the child's born during a marriage, it's, it's a product, product of the marriage, technically. By law. By law. I mean, obviously, biologically... Well, you can, okay? <laughs> Here's the long way around it. I mean, and I would have to do research for a quicker way, but my off-the-cuff, right-here answer would be... Get a divorce, okay, and we'll deal with the, the child in there, and then marry the new guy. New guy, we could then around turn uh, immediately turn around and file an adoption. Have your, ch- your guy adopt the child, okay? I mean, that's one way to do it. Um, I'm trying to think of a different way. I mean... But those are two answers right there. One is find him, get the divorce, get a right, denial paternity. Right, the other is get divorced, get married, and do the adoption. And you really have no idea where if he's where he is in Pakistan. I mean, with family members or anything like that. I haven't contacted him in two years. He knows we're going through a divorce that I have to pay for, which is like five hundred bucks. So, like, he knows that I'm not with him anymore. Well, I just haven't been able to contact. You him don't want to do the five hundred dollar divorce with yeah. this kind of issue, okay? They won't get it right. They'll screw it up. And you need to give people like me a call so we can get this done because you've got a far more complicated okay. issue than you realize. So give me a call. I'll be in the office uh, the rest of the day. Give me a holler. I'd be happy to walk through this. There's got to be a quicker way, but I've got to figure out. I've got to make one f- quick phone call to somebody about the denial issue. But, I mean, the basic kicker of it is there's ways to make it happen. It's just going to take a little longer than, you know, snapping our fingers. So, But we can make I it happen. He, I thought he could just go and do a paternity test, and then it shows that he's the father, and we could do that. But all right, I'll That's only one portion of it. Cause it's only one portion of it because you've got a, a, somebody who's had a baby with you that's not married to you. So we've got to deal with the actual biological fa- or non-biological father, the legal father, signing a denial. So give me a call later today. We can talk more about it. All right, Rebecca, thank you so much. And there should be a point that you hit that I want to reiterate in is when this type of situation where there's a li- little bit more twist to the pretzel, you don't want to hire you don't want to hire a lawyer or a, a a company that advertises on a corrugated board on the corner right. to help deal with your divorce. If that's the way you choose to do it, that's fine, but understand when it's just two people and there's no kids and no possessions, maybe that's okay. You might find someone to justify it. But the more legal loopholes you've got to deal with, you need someone that understands and is an officer of the court. Absolutely. And this this has a lot of interesting little issues because you've got somebody that she doesn't know where he's at. I mean, we could try and find him in Pakistan. That's a possibility uh, to get him to sign a denial. I mean, that's one way to go about it. But when you get into international countries, it's a little harder to go finding people. It's not – they – 
they have ways to do that, especially if it's through, you know, I don't know if this guy is also an American citizen or not. If he is, we could use the American embassy and whatnot, but it, it's it's a lot harder issue. Uh, let's see, a couple of texts that came in. It says, how strict is Oklahoma on parental kidnapping? Mom and dad weren't living together, but not legally divorced, and mom took the kids out of state to Missouri last Christmas Eve and didn't tell dad anything until after they were there. And then dad finds out mom took her new boyfriend with her and the kids through uh, Facebook. Is there anything dad can do? Dad can file for divorce. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds crazy, right? But it's not kidnapping, okay? The, the Anti-Kidnapping Act is very specific as to what kidnapping Entails and a lot of people think that when people run with kids like this across the state to go be somewhere else or with family members or whatever it may be that it's kidnapping. It's not. Okay, there's there's very specific issues and details that entail kidnapping. This is not one. Is it, is it crappy as all hell? Absolutely. Go ahead. Is it um, if you're if you're related to the child, then that negates it being no, because no, because I mean you read about these stories where, for example, I read one recent where where mom ran with the daughter and had been living in Mexico for twenty years and those kind of things. I mean that actual, especially when you go international, that that's kidnapping. Okay, that that's a, a kidnapping thing. But um, when you're talking about a, a spouse that leaves to go to another state because that's where their family is, and I'm, I'm assuming that's probably what happens because people don't just typically up and move to another state like that with kids unless they've got a support system they're going to. So with that being said, I'm going to assume that's the case. And and what dad needs to do is dad needs to file a divorce. Now, I don't know how long they've been in that other state. If they've been there six months, he's going to have to deal with it in that state. Um, If not, then he needs to file here in Oklahoma. We can deal with it and, and whatnot. Um, some judges will co- will force the people, the the wife and the kids, to move back. Some won't. It just depends on the judge and the specific facts behind it. I mean, there may be maybe physical abuse or something we don't know about. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying there's a lot of holes that we've got that we need to fill in. But dad needs to file a divorce. That's the first thing he can start to do, and we can try and get the child children back across state lines, especially if they haven't been out very long. It sounds like. If she's only been there since Christmas, we're talking about, you know, essentially 45 days um, or less. And so they don't have jurisdiction yet. He needs to file in Oklahoma to get this going to get her back. How does the court see it when two people are married but they're separated? Does a custody agreement or a temporary custody agreement need to be in place? And does the law where the um, the mother always has custody if nothing's in place, does that play an effect as well? That only applies to paternities. It doesn't apply to, div- uh, apply to divorces. Divorces, typically, the, uh, the rule is, is that parties have 50-50 until the order comes down from a court in a different way. So in other words, he needs to file for divorce and get a temporary order in place because right now they both can play hide the ball with the kids until there's an actual yeah. temporary <laughs> order in place. I mean, it's crappy, but it, it happens. happens all the time. And it's not, I know plenty of scenarios where people are divorced do have custody and take the other child somewhere to grandma's for Christmas that's across straight state lines without the knowledge and right. the other partner sometimes thinks that that's not fair but you're saying that's not kidnapping and not necessarily against the order no well I mean if there's an order in place and they take and don't return then obviously we file contempt, we file applications we file a writ of assistance to get the kids back blah 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 I mean there's there's an actual order in place there's a lot there's some remedies that we can do that we don't have if there's nothing filed yet Okay, there's extra things like writ of assistance and whatnot to get those kids back saying she's wrongfully withholding the children from dad or wherever it may be. But, I mean, the whole process centers around dad's got to file something to get to get it started. Otherwise, the longer he waits, that state is now going to have jurisdiction. Now he's going to have to go out of state just to have the divorce and get the kids back. So um, there's a, 
it, it, there's kind of a time of the essence thing. All right. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for coming by. If anybody needs help with a divorce or custody or spousal support, uh, you can go ahead and give Jeff a call at 398-5692. Anything from spousal support? Maybe maybe you're a grandparent and you think yeah. you have some rights. Jeff can help Absolutely. navigate that. Just mention the show and he'll give you a free consultation over the phone. Jeff, have a great week. Hey, thanks. We'll be back. More of the Big Mad Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD, you can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And there's a story that happened out of Minnesota that has Oklahoma ties. And there's this guy, his name is Cedric Marks. He was in trouble for killing his girlfriend. And she was pregnant, and he ran. They found him in Minnesota, and he's accused of killing her and then burying her body in Oklahoma. They found him in Minnesota, arrested him, and he escaped. Uh And for some reason, when the headline says, MMA fighter escapes from jail, it sounds more heinous. Well, yeah, because he's a fighter, and you're expecting him to, you know, be violent. Yeah, punch his way out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you could just say murderer. I think that pretty much sells it. Yeah. Murderer escapes from jail. I don't know yeah. how adding MMA fighter makes him more dangerous. No, no, no man. Uh, yeah, he's a murderer, but you say he's an MMA fighter. Now this dude's jacked. You know, you get a murderer, you get a guy like me who just, you know, shot somebody or whatever because, you know, got a raw deal or whatever. But you put MMA in there, now the guy's got muscles. Now yeah. right. he's this giant, massive being, grumpy, you know, that, yeah. Aggressive. Yeah. yeah. That just wants to kill. Are MMA <laughs> fighters grumpy? No, no, no. That's just what it is. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the image. The, the image is that MMA fighters are grumpy. No, no, no. When you read that headline, <laughs> that's what the picture I have in my head. And is why is grumpy, that? Is grumpy, aggressive, like, you know. It's grumpy was not the word. I, even if you take out MMA, grumpy is not a word I would associate with something like that. Grumpy murderer escapes jail. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds funny. It does sound funny. Grumpy racist. Uh, let's see. Grumpy rapist escapes. Grumpy custody. racist. Uh-huh. I just, all racists are grumpy. Right. right. Frumpy. 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 <laughs> frumpy guy gets arrested. <laughs> anyway, so they they found him. He was captured. Uh, they said that he was left unattended during a prisoner transport. They're not sure how he was able to get free from his shackles. The van stopped at McDonald's. <laughs> you gotta get a McChicken. He was captured later after a nine-hour hunt, two pending murder charges. Man, we just stopped by. We just want to get some French fries and a couple of cheeseburgers, and then all of a sudden, gone. It's hey, like go through the drive-through, man. <laughs> right. uh, not enough clearance on the bus. It's like you have a kid in the backseat. Go through the drive-through. You can't leave them back there. No, it's like when we went to we took that party bus and right. we stopped at uh, McDonald's and everybody all has errands to run mm-hmm. and a five-second trip takes forty-five minutes. That's just what happens. You got to plan for that. <laughs> I can just imagine they're going in to get their nuggets yeah. and their fries. 
They're like, don't go anywhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bitch, I will go somewhere. <laughs> what do you do when I, the mentality to escape? I understand why you would, especially if you're <laughs> probably facing life, mm-hmm. why you would escape. But the mentality, what are you going to do? You're handcuffed. You're right. shackled. Right. Well, we've seen enough movies. You've kind of got shiny bracelets. Yeah. You're not all going to be Paul Newman convincing some kid <laughs> to get you a file <laughs> to take your your shackles off like in Cool Hand Luke. Right, right. Yeah. Take a rock and smash it until they finally break get free. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Have you ever seen somebody break a chain on a rock by smashing a rock on the metal? On a, no, not in not in person. No, no, just but in I don't cartoons. Hang out with a lot of people, you know, remain shackled constantly. So, ugh, there's that. Is that even po- in, in all honesty, is that even possible? Oh, I'm sure. No, those things they're not steel. They're not. They're not a strong metal at all. They're strong enough to keep you bound. But I think a good. I think two good rocks. I think you could really bust out of it. No way. Mm. No way. That's like saying. Um, you can you can rip a phone book in half, right? Oh, I've seen I know it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know it can be done. Mm-hmm. I know it can be done. I've done it, Owasso. But <laughs> small thin. Thumb- the point thumb- being is, there's a trick involved with that. Yeah, yeah. That isn't. A, that's more of a trick than muscle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've perforated the pages no, or something. No, you just break the glue. That's all you do. You break the. If you can break the crust of the glue, you can you can get mm-hmm. it started. Mm-hmm. My point being is there's some little side trick to make it happen. You're not going to side trick metal unless you pre-cut it with a torch mm. or pre-cut it with um, bolt cutters. I agree. You're totally right. It is a, it is a soft metal. Yeah, yeah. But it would still take tons of force and knowledge. It's like yeah. the people that elude, you know, that run from the police. Mm-hmm. You're literally running, have zero training and do it, going against people that have yeah. tons of training. Yeah. I don't think you need a lot of knowledge to smash a rock on something, you know, some kind of chain or whatever. Really, your basic Neanderthal can do that. But, no, I, I mean, disagree because you need to know rock type. Because <laughs> some rocks are far more brittle than others. Much like starting a fire, you can't just grab two rocks and bang them together to start a fire. God damn it, you're right. You are absolutely right. It's a trial and error sort of thing, you know. You, you start off with this quartz. All right, like that didn't work. Hey, I mean that big boulder over there. What do you think this is? Yeah, I think <laughs> it takes granite. It takes a little bit of knowledge of, or else you're gonna take. It's gonna take forever. <laughs> don't use don't use sandstone. Right, <laughs> It'll just crumble right on you. Clay is not a good choice. Right. No, uh, well, maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. And then what? And then what do you do? And let's just say you you can get it broke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You get the chain where they're separated. Yeah, you're still wearing the bracelets. That is true. You get uh, extra long sleeve shirts. You know. And aren't they in uniform? Like, aren't they in some kind of jail get-up? Uh, sometimes they are. It depends. It depends. If the, It depends on how long he was in, if mm-hmm. he was in prison fatigues. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Whether it be orange, whites, reds, whatever. Black and whites, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Or he had just been arrested, and they just transported him from there, right, in his civilian clothes. Yeah. So go get him in the orange outfit. Because mm-hmm. who's going to run in orange Crocs? You're right. Not comfy at all. I've never had a pair. Yeah, they they they. I mean, have you had a pair? I've had the I've had the jail shoes before, not like actual <laughs> Crocs. No, 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 no. Just their their crappy little flip flop shower shoes. 
<laughs> that which that people. That makes me so sad for you that you've never had name brand Crocs, but you have had the, the, the jail shoes. Why does that make you sad for him? <laughs> That's I would the way not he go said that. Them. He's right. like, no, I've never had Crocs before, but I I've had jail them. shoes. <laughs> I don't want the Crocs. Oh, people will hit you up on your way out the door. It's like, hey, you're up for release. Get your stuff and let's go. And they will start, you know, like like bums downtown after a night at the club. Hey, man, let me get your shoes. Let me let me get you, let me get your drawers, man. We come on, you don't need them. You're leaving. Let me get this. Let me get really? That. Yeah. What happens if you don't turn them in? I gave them my shoes. You you made friends on the way out. You're like, here you uh, go. I made friends while I was there. Listen, I'm not no to, kidding. I'm not trying you to. You made cause friends any with all the guys behind you. Every Shocker. last one of them. Just one. <laughs> it's right easy to after make friends another. when you're open for business. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Like you just hand it to him, and the person escorting you doesn't say anything. Nah, man. Just come on, let's go. Hurry up, hurry up. And that was that. I gave my shoes. Guys, like, let me get your shoes. All right then. Here you go. But that's a kept on walking. That's an open system too, right? It's not like you know you're handing it through the bars. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was all open, open area there. So here you go. Do you get to ch- do you change before you walk from your pod to the? No. 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 You're you're wearing your oranges, and then you'll go and you'll get your bag of stuff. You know the clothes that you wore in your possessions, and then then that's when you change. Ooh. Here's your orange jumpsuit back, sir. Thank you. So you got to put your dirty clothes back on. Yeah, it's better than what you were you wearing. You think they though. wash them for you? <laughs> no, it just is so gross. Like, it, especially if you're on your, you know, seven meth, seven day meth <laughs> spree. Yeah, yeah right. bender. Yeah. And then you have to put your nasty, gross clothes yeah. back on. Here's Ugh. the deal. If you're on a seven day meth binge, you don't give a damn what your clothes, how dirty right. or clean they are. But after you're sober, getting. Yeah, that's oh. what yeah, I mean. that might be. But even yeah. then, even then you're like, ah, whatever. I have, I have never been in prison, but I would imagine you putting on your stank-ass clothes is the least of your gross problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was in. I didn't shower for the three days that I was in. I didn't. By choice to, or didn't get the option? By, by choice. By Why? choice. Uh, too many stories, too much, too much watching Oz. I'm not trying to go down that road, you know? Uh, so I didn't. Oh, no. Sh- you pay for that ass. Right? So the... So the... <laughs> <laughs> so they go, hey, shower time. Like, uh-huh. did you have a designated shower time? No, it was pretty well open. It was open. It's like, yeah, you can go and take one whenever you want. You know, it's when you're open time. When you're in, when you're locked up and you're in your cell, there's no shower there. It's a big public open shower or whatever. So everybody else is out walking around. They're watching their TV or making their collect calls or whatever. You know, you could be in there showering up if you wanted to. And uh, I didn't use the bathroom. I didn't do nothing. Well, you obviously had to use the bathroom. Uh, you can't not go to the bathroom I, I in urined, three days. I, I urined once. And in three days? Mm-hmm. The number two did not. But I did as soon as I got out, for real. How do you hold your urine for three days? Oh, no, I didn't hold that part. That came out. That came out. It was it was the other. It was the other part. The number two. The, I just feel this odd visual of mm-hmm. everybody's having coffee or playing spades or whatever <laughs> or watching... Uh, on a gardener on on the Food Network making something with butter and and you're like getting your shower cat not you but you're getting yeah. your shower caddy heading to you know with your soap on a rope and heading and heading to the uh, the shower yeah not for me Mm-mm. that's weird I would think it'd be a designated time and a line of men <laughs> <laughs> no because it'd be a designated I, right I don't I can't imagine they give you all day yeah, to do that yeah, that's that, crazy that was the only time that I was in and uh, so maybe things are different in different jails. Different prisons. Uh, this was Tulsa County. This was the mosque. So maybe things are different there. But yeah, it was just uh, you're open your time. Mm, go shower if you want. I didn't. Mm, your first night, mm-hmm. 
they go time for bed, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. They, is it called like, did they do the lights out yeah. like they do on TV? Yeah, yeah. And so everybody has to go to their pod. Mm-hmm. They shut the door. Ka-chunk. Do they lock it? Oh, yeah. So at night it's locked. It's you locked. Guys, you, you aren't getting anywhere. You were and, stuck. And so I imagine there were other people in your pod. Yeah. You, you lay down in your bed. Uh-huh. Do you talk? Do you share ghost stories? What? I did cry. I didn't. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't really trying. I, I knew I wasn't going to be there that long. All right. So let's not get too comfortable. And I don't know this guy anyway. So I'm just going to sit here and try to sleep it off. You know, three days in. Why not? Why not try to sleep it off? So I didn't mess with anybody. I didn't talk to. I, hell, I think the first night I didn't have anybody in. I was all by myself. Oh, that's got to be even crazy. That's got to be even crazy. And yeah. and do you sleep? On, you don't sleep on your belly, right? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. And I was curious to see what kind of stuff they had because I was like, I wonder if the people hiding anything underneath these mattresses because they're they're vinyl mattresses, okay? Right. Like uh, like a like in kindergarten when you're taking your nap time, right? Those kind of vinyl mattresses, and I found all kinds of like Bible pages and cards and crayons. You would think they clean that when they when they flip the cells. You think? You think? Did and you were there three nights from day one. Mm-hmm. Were you just like, I hope someone bails me out, or did you have any idea how long you were going to be? No, in there? I had no idea how long I was going to be in there. I was just let's try to figure this out. Made my phone calls and and eventually got it figured out on day two. And day three is like, all right, cool, you're out. Here's your money. Have a nice day. So you had to find someone to bail you out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How so much was your bail? Money. It was six hundred like seventy three dollars execution only. Meaning you ain't bonding out on this one. We want the whole bit of cash before you even think about getting out. Okay. Right. Instead of the ten percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was the whoever the girl was that you were fighting with mm-hmm. was she not allowed to then come to the jail? What do you mean? No. If you if you go on a charge like uh, they think you hit the person, mm-hmm. no, that person, no. Yeah, yeah. that's what well, I guess that's what. No, I, I got was caught asking. up on warrants though. I didn't get. I didn't go to jail for that. They showed up, up for that, but you uh-huh. went on. Uh-huh. Your, the uh-huh. charge was nine different warrants. Violation of warrants. Finally got you. Nine okay. warrants. Nine mm-hmm. warrants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did your girl bail you out? Yeah, well, her dad, her dad did, but yeah, essentially. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nine warrants. Mm-hmm. And what were the nine? Uh, they were all for the same thing. Multiples of the same thing. No insurance, out-of-date tag, out-of-date inspection sticker. Okay. Uh, no Tells you how long bills. ago that was, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like I get a ticket. Ah, I don't need to pay this. Young and stupid. And didn't think that they'd eventually turn. I don't ever catch up with me. Yeah. Boy, they sure did too. <laughs> All nine of them. Let's go, people. Tulsa's morning show, the Big Mad Morning Show. Shut up with your names. The assault continues next. Ninety-seven five KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text if you want. Going to find out what everybody learned. You tell us your favorite part of the show. Sam, what did you learn today? I learned that Gimpy likes him jacked and a good celly sleeps on his belly. Gimpy, what did you learn today? I learned that Pop was looking for something with more girth. And I also learned stay tuned this Friday when we find out who is going to get gassed. Uh, I learned that Sam never handled those balls. <laughs> no, that's not true. And then I also learned that Gimpy didn't want to be no bitch meat for free. Right? Pay me, fool. It's Corbin Sam. Make sure that dishwasher's loaded right. I'm Seaman Sam, and this is for Mother. This is Gimpy, the only gay for the state. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with 
the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. uh. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Ah, sickle, Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.